on his ass while watching <laughs> Clarissa's castle. Do they all feel the feel the bump of the Jolly Giant jump? Okay, <laughs> what a great way to start the podcast. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector, and welcome... Hold on, I've got it. It's echoing in me. There we go. Um, sorry, I had the video pop up so I could get the chat. Uh, welcome to the OCA Podcast. Let me pop out the chat real quick. Almost wasn't ready in time, but we barely made it. So I think Duo Review is going to uh, be joining us uh, today at some point because we're going to be discussing uh, Death Parade. Here's the chat. Just getting this all situated. There we go. All right. Um, so, AWA, Augie. AWA. I enjoyed it. It will... Yeah, it's not on me, but uh, one of the things I did beforehand was get a Crunchyroll pass or a premium membership. Totally by accident, by the way. So because of this, I was able to get one of those fancy bags, which is around the corner. I'll show that off later. But because okay. of that... Um, they have like this sort of fast pass thing to a to a panel. So if you're already in the room, you don't have to leave the room if it's sponsored by Crunchyroll. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, also, I was a also I watched the the Striker Witches OVA with General Ronald, and in the room with us. By the way, this hasn't been released by Funimation yet. In the room with us was the episode writer. And the creator himself, along with this, along with the GI narrator, who probably probably translated about oh I don't know eighty five percent of what they said. So that was interesting to hear hear live commentary from these people. You okay, Brad? Yeah, my, uh, my mouse started uh, acting like the battery died in it, um, but it's okay. I got it back. I need, okay. I'm going to run into the other room real quick and uh, and get the, the charging cable for this mouse. Okay. Um, I will be right back. I can still hear you, though. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so for the most part, one of the awesome things at, at AWA, which is, weekend, which is Anime Weekend in Atlanta, not to be confused with that wrestling convention in the Mid-South, in the mid U.S. I should say is uh, what's if the you, wrestling one called? Hmm? Yeah, just what's the you know what? You look it up on your side. I'm telling a story on my side. Okay, go ahead. Let's so go uh, if you if you just sit down in front of a room before your so panel began, and then they form a line, they were totally cool with you walking in there with the first of them. So no, hey, we just popped in. Ooh, hey, duo. What's going on? Let's see, white, white beiges. Well, no, that's an eggshell. Eggshell wall, brown, brownish black couch. <laughs> this isn't even a couch. It's just this little chair thing that they gave us in the dorm. It's uh, it's actually surprisingly <laughs> comfortable. Though, so. yeah, that's good. All right, I just want to uh, let you know that um, we're we're doing AWA news first. Uh, cause Augie was, was there this, this weekend. Ooh. 
right. I don't know what that is. So, uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta is a convention. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, yeah, as long as it doesn't go on for like, because I do got to go to bed at some point tonight, obviously. All right. We'll, oh, it's we'll try to two hours. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll try to uh, we'll try to accommodate that. So just while, okay. while people are still but, uh, filtering in, is there anything else, uh, Augie? Oh, there's plenty. I'm just waiting for you. Yeah, all. yeah. Keep going. All right. So one of my bigger complaints about the convention is on day zero they have a yard, well, a flea market of sorts. Well, the line went from convention, went from the hotel to convention center, almost all the way to the back entrance to the hotel. And because, and this is a big room that they have it in. It isn't like, it would be bigger than most churches, this room. But for okay. some reason, they made sure that it was very limited who got in that room, unless you just wait in line for like half a day, which luckily me and my friends just went to the Cheesecake Factory and came back. And we would have still waited as long just to get in. So you have this. So once you got in, <laughs> once you tell, got us, in. tell us the juicy bits. <laughs> All right. Getting to that. So the deal of the weekend was this for a dollar. Okay. <laughs> I wish they would release those separately personally, but that's just yeah. me. Um, they had a plethora of people trying to sell stuff, some cheaply, some expensive. I saw, I saw most of the boxes for Urusayatsura selling 100 each, which I'm sorry, my pockets aren't that deep this weekend, so I had to just decline to clarify, that. When you say boxes, you, he means the... Uh, he means the the art box uh, that contains like five DVDs each, not not each individual DVD out of the fifty DVDs. That'd be <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, there were some good deals. There were some that I that I didn't want or didn't want to split the twins as as you were. But one of the upgrades I got was finally this amazing Nurse Nanaka chipboard box with a collective sleeve on it. Yeah. So now, so, FDD well. and M says, don't we all hate collections that have two separate anime because then you can't properly organize it? I know, right? Where? Do, what Alphabetically, where do I put something that has two different things on it? <laughs> Which one's longer? What do you mean? Well, that's like saying uh, what, what I did for, for the Ninku Yu Yu Hakusho release is I just bought it twice. Now I have one under W or one under Y and one under N. All right, so panel highlights and dislikes. Yeah, he's and right. The, anyway, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this re request here from FDDNM real quick. All right. Come I'm charging high. this mouse. Why is it not working? <laughs> Sorry. All right, con highlights. Once again, I killed a voice acting panel, and I was the first one to voice act in it. Nailed the role. It was the scene between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader when in Empire Strikes Back after Luke loses his hand. Nailed it perfectly. Got the wild crowd crazy halfway through it. 
um, the Crunchyroll panel panels that they sponsored were awesome. Once again, you have the concerts, you have what I mentioned earlier about the live commentary and all other such. Um, the Crunchyroll industry panel was interesting as always, but I can't complain. I had fun. Funimation's industry panel didn't really announce stuff in the future. I mean, we just got a better news feed today about Myhime being a full re full re-release this January, which that was better than most of the news I got from them. Okay. And also from the Crunchyroll booth, I got a Bananyan card deodorizer. Uh, nah, you couldn't hug the big plushie that was there. You can take pictures right beside it. Bananya. Bananya. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's see. The downsides, aside from the the ridiculous line from the trade swap meet, flea market, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Anaplex panel was, oh, oh my God. Uh, the male announcer was as stock as you can get. I mean, I, you can confuse beef stock with this guy. The okay. tr the local the localization head was there for their Fates Day Night iOS game. The guy had a shitty personality, but as a friend of mine went and listened to his panel, apparently he went from a team of team of ten to a team of three. So that's probably why. However, his attitude was horrible. Um, once again, Crunchyroll did that whole thing of, are you dressed up as a popular Aniplex show? Hey, cosplayer, you can go in first instead of this big old line, which isn't worth sitting in because all you need to do is just wait 20 minutes after and you can just walk right in. You were saying that it felt like AWA was becoming the... Um, oh, yeah, it's turning into... Middle America version of... Crunchyroll podcast. Middle America version. <laughs> the, the Southeast Conference version of, uh, what, Crunchyroll Expo, which I welcome it. Yeah. Shoot. I, once again, hi, my biggest highlight was uh, sitting there with a the creator and episode writer hearing their dialogue in front of us. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't wait to go again. Surprisingly, the friend that I thought would cause the most trouble turned out to be the most easygoing. So I had a pretty golden weekend. So should I continue with what I got from the convention? Uh, let me just say one thing real quick. Um, so FDDNM requested... I mentioned, I think, in our last podcast or the one before that or something, that uh, there's a version of um, Makoto Shinkai's... I don't remember if it's Place Promise or Early Days or Voices of a Different Star, but it comes with She and Her Cat, which is the short, not the TV series, but just Shinkai's short. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paste this link into the chat real quick. What are you talking about? Uh, it looks like... Hold on. My mouse. Why is my mouse acting so crappy? Um, show it again, Augie. You're talking about this, which, which for some reason has... Uh... Instruction manual for street combat, the awkwardly translated, brought over here, Americanized 
Super Nintendo game of a Romna one half fighting game that apparently we did not understand Romna one half. What? <laughs> that that's a whole another conversation for later. That's not in my copy. <laughs> it's, I I can never I can never find she and my cat with places the place promised from our early days. All right. Well, let me just say real quick that. I, the one that I know it's on, um, it because it's the one I bought was the, uh, the one I just pasted in the link in the chat here, which is the um, the um, the Shinkai collection that came with Place Promise Our Early Days and Voices of a Distant Star. Um, that one came with the extra feature on it. I'm not sure if it came in the other one because I have seen the other one. The one that I just posted comes with a soundtrack as well. So. Um, that's the one I know it's in. You can probably find it on eBay, though, if you want to search for it. Uh, let me real quick catch up on the chat, and then we'll speed through our um, pickups, and we'll get into Death Parade, and then we can circle back so that because uh, I'm sure I'm sure Duo has. Uh, um, oh man, I've been on your camera this whole time. I'm sure that Duo has uh, finals or something midterms coming up. Sneak, I had yeah, one earlier. Uh, I do okay. have to go to bed at some point, obviously. Right, of course. Uh, so FDDM says. By the way, I talked to FDDM the other day. He says that he says that he and his friends have decided that his name is pronounced Fudnum. But where's the U? Oh, <laughs> it, it's a word with no vowels and and two Ds. I don't know. Yeah, what it's like an illegal name. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. Let's go. Let's move on to uh, pickups. You want me to go first since you have more? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So recently, speaking of FDDNM, uh, Sentai had that sale um, where you could get the free Blu-ray player, and uh, apparently there was a particular set that that you could get from the Sentai store that you couldn't get anywhere else, and they wouldn't ship it to Canada where FDDNM lives. So he had me get it for him and then ship it to him. And we sort of worked something out where um, he bought a bunch of stuff from that sale so that I could buy less things from that sale in order to reach the $300 threshold. So I got the free Blu-ray player and uh, most of the stuff I'm about to show you is stuff I got from uh, the sale. So um, I used it because the DVDs were, were so cheap. I used it to complete collections of things that I had started but hadn't finished. So the movie for... Um, Bodacious Space Pirates. Uh, the lovely Yowies. Um, this boy can fight aliens, and this boy caught a merman. Wonderful. Um, Corpse oh, Party. Oh, that one. Diabolic Lovers 2. More blood. Anytime Lou talks anime, says that there's a show I shouldn't get, I go out and buy it immediately. Yeah, it sounds like one has more ketchup. Um, so I just got this literally in the mail today, the uh, Dragon Ball Super Set 2. I got these during the Sentai sale. I got Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, which is also Ebira Horror of the Deep. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, which is also Godzilla versus Hedorah. Godzilla on Monster Island, which is also Godzilla versus Gigan, and Godzilla 1984, which is also the return of Godzilla. Um, by the way, 
my daughter was born. I guess that's news. I should have brought, I should have probably let in with that. Um, in the hospital while we were there for a couple days, uh, we watched Godzilla versus Destroya with her. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I also got the High School of the Dead OVA. Oh. This was like two bucks on their sale, um, and I already have the limited edition set. But I bought something else on eBay that was bundled with a bunch of stuff somebody was getting rid of, which also came with the box set that like the standard edition DVD box set of high school of the dead. So I picked up the OVA just so that I could complete the series outside of the limited edition set, which actually this is in the limited edition set, right? Hoggy, you know, uh, should be, if I recall, right. Should have everything in a very fancy art book. If I recall, I forgot if it's one of those like stuck in a yearbook or something that might've just been the two. Funimation sets of Skull Eater and uh, Darker Than Black. Well, um, I also got Hinako, which we talked about uh, on the podcast uh, a while ago. This is the uh, this is that one where it's three shorts of her like working out, bath time, and sleeping. Like literally, how long is the sleeping? Was like an hour of her just sleeping? Uh, Hour forty five, I think. Ridiculous, right? (laughs) Can't wait to watch it. Hey, it's the um, Master Roshi experience. Now, this is something that I talked about possibly all the way back in the first podcast um, when we first started talking about Kickstarter anime, and I had uh, bemoaned the fact that the Little Witch Academia, um, which I had not backed, but I was able to get the Kickstarter thing, uh, that it was this ridiculous, cumbersome size that wouldn't fit in my bookcase. Well, it turns out that that was the the version like almost everybody who backed it got, but there was actually a more standard version and I finally picked it up, got it signed and everything in this sweet, slightly thicker than normal pink uh, Blu-ray case with this amazing artwork. this like hand-drawn sketchbook style and uh, two discs. Pretty, pretty uh, happy to have finally found this. And then uh, let's see, just for the other things I picked up, from the Sentai sale real quick. Um, I also picked up Rosen Maiden. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Zurich Spelling. I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> uh, Soft Henny. This is the most expensive. Actually, the two, the Rosen, these both, I think, were the most expensive ones I bought. Uh, they were about $14.99. Um, and uh, the World God Only Knows the um, OVA collection. Um, I also got another Rosen Maiden. I forgot what the other one was called, but um, Sentai had, uh, like, it got damaged in the shipment, so I sent it back, and they're going to replace it. Anyway, almost died. So, um, Augie already knows this, but just so you guys know, there's a, um, a woman who contacted me uh, over Facebook, on my Facebook page, um, looking for help selling her neighbor's anime collection. Um, because there was just so much stuff. It was really overwhelming. They didn't know how to deal with it. So they reached out to me and I helped them sort of right off the bat, know what was worth selling, what was worth, you know, maybe selling as a bundle or just tossing all together, uh, because they had a bunch of stuff that was, um, let me just grab one. The guy's collection had a bunch of stuff that was in a handmade box like this with, uh, burn DVDs. So I told them they might as well sell them or they might as well toss them or um, find somebody like myself who would take these these boxes because these are valuable to a collector um, to be able to replace 
busted up sets. Uh, so anyway, in response, like as a, um, a thank you for helping her, she sent me um, at my request, Requiem from the Darkness. This is the, uh, the Digipack set, which we were looking, Augie and I, to get uh, before... This, this is the Genion set, by the way. There's also a Discotech set. Um, we were looking to get this for the Halloween podcast, which is the next podcast. So, um, so we got this Saint Tail volume. I think it's one, three, four, and five, and Magical Project S. And I think, yeah, I think that that concludes what I picked up. Uh, I also want to mention that you may have noticed I'm not wearing my normal crappy headphones that keep falling out of my ears. I actually I actually got some uh, Apple AirPods. This is the, the little charging station. Um, they're fantastic, by the way. Uh, I, I, I don't want to talk about them too much, but I'm just going to say that the sound quality is so much better than I ever thought headphones could be that I'm, I'm actually... I think that the price was actually completely worth it. I'm just saying that. Anyway, so Augie, why don't you go ahead and show yours, and I'm going to catch up uh, with the chat real quick. All right, two bits of other bad news. One, at the I took a gamble, but oh well. At the Sentai booth in the vendors hall, they did not have the sale going on that one day at AWA. Oh well. And the other, I was not able. To I'm eating crow on this, but I was not able to find uh, Detroit Metal City live action. Yeah. So I'm just going to adjust the, the chat real quick. Um, FDDNM says that the um, the limited edition does come with the OVA. Uh, and he also says that his Hinako copy is um, not coming out until next month on Amazon Canada. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised mine came so quickly. I don't know if it was actually supposed to or not, but um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm not wearing my normal. Yeah, my newer. Yeah, FDM says that uh, I wasted money getting the the Apple brand because they are so expensive, and uh, a cheaper version would have worked. But the, I don't know. I don't. I'm not actually like an Apple fanboy. Like I'm totally boycotting the new iPhone. I hate the uh, the facial recognition stuff. I'm just not on board with that. I hope enough people. I hope enough people don't get it that they end up not going that direction with whatever they come up with after iPhone 10. Which you think it's a little bit weird that that Microsoft went with Windows, you know, seven, eight, and then skipped to nine, went to ten, and now Apple's doing the same thing with the iPhone. But anyway, I'm just gonna say that they're great. They do they work like remarkably well. Like the sound quality is so much clearer than it is listening to it without headphones or with any other type of headphones. Um, and they're actually, they're they're really light and really comfortable. So I'm just going to say they're great. I actually included them, um, I meant to mention this earlier, with Requiem of the Darkness. Something I'm going to start doing real quick, I just want to mention this before Augie goes on to his thing. Something we're going to start doing with, with the uh, podcast when possible is I'm going to include links in the description um, when the podcast is launching so that you guys can go in and have... Um, affiliate links that are associated with the channel so that if you decided you wanted to buy Requiem of the Darkness, because for instance, this might be something we're going to watch before the next podcast, that you would be able to um, help fund the channel if you decided to get it on Amazon, you know, because the link will be there. You can click on it. If you decide to buy it there, it'll at no extra cost to you. We'll send a little money back towards the channel. And um, for instance, uh, something that we did recently before AWA is we actually made 
Augie some business cards and um, I'll let him talk about that. But in doing that, we were able to actually sort of get the podcast going in, in a sort of, um, we, we just, we, we have some opportunities that came up because we actually took the time to do that. So um, money that comes in through these affiliate links can help us to improve in, uh, our equipment um, and to do things um, like such as these business cards or for instance, we're getting a logo worked on right now um, to represent the Open Chest Anime podcast and all that. So I just want to let you guys know that that's going to be there. Again, you don't have to um, to feel like you have to do it. I would, if I were you as a collector, collector to collector, I'm just going to say, if you can find a better price available on another site, go for it. Don't feel like you have to, but if you were going to buy something on Amazon, uh, the links will be there. Anyway, Augie, why don't you go ahead and, uh, uh, oh, um, Duo says he has his own pickups. Um, Augie, right. why don't you go ahead with yours real quick? All right. As a review, review, deal of the weekend, this for $1. Upgraded Amazing Nurse Nanako. Right, but what was on the one, the double pack? Consent and five numbers. Do you have Coffee Samurai? I have two versions. I have two copies of that because I mistaken it for that. Uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. So from the local, from past uh, orders and from locally, locally I was able to get this sweet elemental blade for about $15. (laughs) So on it once, and I also the first time. <laughs> it's actually in pretty good condition too. Oh yeah. Let's let's see. Also from that old bastard, we got Dragon Ball Z, Z Super Saiyan Son Goku of all good titles to put on there. This is the. This is the big green dub of uh, of Lord Slug. Big green meaning that's the what's what they refer to Piccolo as in that one. Yeah, it was a French to English translation from AB Productions. So is is that or is that not the same dub that has Karn's name, Whiskers the Wonder Cat? That Whiskers the Wonder Cat. Is an unre to my knowledge an unreleased dub by Harmony Gold for Dragon Ball. Okay, I got. I someday I'd love I'd love to have that on DVD. Everyone just, uh, would. Yeah. And just because someone else had it, I also got me some <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Guns of pa- Patriots, a game that I can't stand the gameplay in. Did you get this one too? No. So you didn't I want to watch it. I don't want to go into the deaf details of other things. And because I had a house fire and lost this, I managed to recover a cat girl Nuku Nuku manga. That's pretty cool. Spoiler alert, half of it's postage cards. All right, so back to AWA. At the, the flea market, I was able to get... Able to complete nice. Bottle Fairy for ten dollars for both. So this flea market kind of sounds like it's similar to the Artist Alley, except that people are just selling their own junk, like they're just selling their own stuff. Like it's like a garage sale at the uh, at the convention. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see. 
I also bought a VHS of Lensman again for a friend of mine as his birthday's coming up. Another perfect cop, a perfect Damn. copy of God Mars. That looks really clean. <laughs> that looks so clean. The Steamline predict Steamline Pictures dub of Akira, which nice. I'm not sure if uh, Funimation released both dubs or if it's one for their re-release. I don't know. The original release of the DVD. And I'll save this one VHS. I'll give you a hint. If you look at my Twitter, you'll see what VHS I'm kind of hiding for now. Macron one. <laughs> apparently, we won't get a. Apparently, there's like a music license that's keeping this 60 minutes of fun for us to legally get it onto DVD instead of going to your old drugstore and have them make a copy of it for you. And if I recall this right, this RoboFormers is a high definition of a skinny. I just forgot which one it's called. Probably the Starfire one. So up next for it, I from the flea mar market, I got different DVDs of or preview DVDs, mostly new type and what whatever in the world Taku USA is. So for new type, we have a. Uh, July 2006, July 2007, May 2007. You should see the look on a on AC's face. It's like deranged. It's like maddening with all this. How long this is taking? March 2007. I'm literally just looking for that other one I had while you're talking. <laughs> I I I'm, I'm looking. I forget what it's called. The the one that ADV used to have. AD that the advocate program or whatever they used to have their own version of the new type here it is right here anime advocates I was looking for this that's all I was doing <laughs> well oh to fe February 2005 and at some point they released a promotional episode of Majin Kaiser that takes care of that madness now, on to uh, what I got, the dealer's room. Out of the way, uh, the Blu-ray DVD combo of Kaiba. Show that took a long time to get over here, and it finally happened. Cybuster, which apparently the reason why they changed it from a C, I have no idea if that's correct C or not, to a P is because the... They might flip when the... When the video is done, but currently it looks fine to me at least. Okay, okay. People just say it's cheap. Uh, P to C because the Japanese licensor wanted that change. One I've been waiting for for ten years is Charge Man Ken. Hashtag at Doc Sane. Another also, the Adventures of the Little Prince. Now, what's strange about these? Is that both of them are from Knack, but behind behind the DVD, you can clearly see Knack over here somewhere. But for the Little Prince, Knack is like barely, yeah, like barely seen right here. So I have no idea why the production. All, all we're seeing is advertised here. Of me in it. <laughs> How about now? 
No, I can't see what no. you're talking about. All I see is myself. <laughs> yeah, well, these are these are squeaky clean uh, copies. They're in, they're in the shrink wrap still, so. Yeah. What I do is cut the top, top, pop mm -hmm. them out, cut up, then there you go. Soul Link. Well, I've been curious about just out of nowhere. Magical Cannon. Koi Koi Seven, yeah, Koi Koi Seven. The first volume of Marmalade Boy re-release, which I have no idea if it has the pink subtitles or not. There were no pink subtitles on the original. They talked them out of it. <laughs> They're yellow. I wanted it. It's a girl series. It should be pink. Ooh. Then no one will ever read it. Uh, Dan Koga, so finally one that's been on VHS, now on DVD. The Beautiful and Wondrous Wizard of Oz, which obviously covers more than the previous is that the release. DVD release. This is the DVD release. I was going to say there's no uh, blue strip on the top. Well, it's six DVDs. Wow. Compared to the one that you have. The one I have, which is standard def. This mouse, god damn it, <laughs> is standard def on Blu-ray. So it's one disc with all 50 episodes. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it goes beyond beyond the book, The Wizard of Oz, and goes into other tales. Cool. Goku Midnight Eye, finally. Let's see. We so now we have... One rancher, two rancher, three jolly ranchers, and what's a rancher without the farm? There we go. Okay, so Monster Farm, they did, they did end up releasing the... I, I might actually have that. <laughs> I feel like I yeah. do. It should be right here. Well, yeah. Oh, no, I don't have like Monster see, Farm yet. Would you so, like to see so what's funny? What's up? What's funny is you take it out of the cover... It says that it's Monster Rancher Japanese subtitles. No idea if you can see that. Did hold on. Did your first cup, couple oh. copies of Monster Rancher come with a slip cover or just, just Monster Farm? Just Monster Farm. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say I've got I asked them about that. Got these, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. So have these, the original individual DVDs they released. Yeah, but it wasn't complete. Yeah. And finally, I can say I completed all the guy release from Discotech at the moment with Majinger Z. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, as a warning, go ahead and get this. It's a very enjoyable show. But if you open it, when I first got it, these flaps... Were not connected. They're not broken, but they weren't connected when I got them. Hmm. That doesn't happen too often. Doesn't happen too often, but nothing was broken, so all's well. So it. So you have a fairy tale. What musical instrument would you more likely think the main character would have? A flute. A yeah, violin. <laughs> No one, no one plays the sweet potato, <laughs> but in but through a journey through fairyland, he plays an oboe. Okay. 
At least it wasn't a blasted French horn. Also, Nutcracker Fantasy, another another voice acting role from Christopher Lee snuck in. And that is done. Well, hold didn't up. you also get? Yeah, let's see. We Thank got you, some tricky with Captain Harlock SS Sticky. Ooh. And finally, Arcadia My Youth. I now have the trilogy of these releases all in one now. Making this the third. Let's see. From uh, Media Blasters, a.k.a. Anime Works, I finally got the dub release of Rio Rainbow, Rainbow, Rainbow Gate. Reshuffle. Reshuffle. Jinbei Chan Recharged. Chan Chan. Juden. Juden Chan. Juden. Yeah, Juden. And World War Blue. Nice. <laughs> we should just watch that instead of Boogie Pop Phantom. <laughs> and if the comments say do it, we'll do it. That reminds me, I got to pull up the, uh, the Twitter poll. Also... Also, and last but not least, I finally got my hands on some Love Lab. Ooh. And because of this collectible Garfield, I I made my promise. Got the hard, got a hard release of the uh. DVD. Oh, we good? Well, let's see. You know, the guy that did Strike Witches also did High Fury, a.k.a. High School Fleet, and uh, Girls in Panzer, which over here... Ah! Soaring like Superman is Miho, the Sega UFO plush. All because I want to know how in the world they got a Shaggy Bob to work on a plush. And that is all for now. All right. Let's let Duo do his and lead us into our discussion on Death Parade so that we can let him uh, get some sleep. And then we can we can circle back and retouch on anything. But real quick, let me just go through the chat. Um, FDM says that his copy, his Blu-ray copy of Acura has both of the dubs on it. Um, and he says that you screwed up in getting the DVD of Juden Chan recharged because it apparently has broken audio. Keep reading. He now says, how come after I got my Loki Ragnarok, he notices that you have the art box in the background? What else does it say? <laughs> okay, so Augie commented in response to the broken audio that it's called English. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, I guess we can... I would, I would debate that uh, what I upgrade would be the box set of the week, but since he's mentioned it, the Lo the Mythical Detective Loki Ragnarok box set and all of its glory, which I doubt this is cool, but it sure looks like it. Yeah, some people say that, some don't. With all, let's see, seven DVDs inside. Side that looks more like fa like a fairy tale book, so Going across. It's a good looking box set, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I've got the thin pack, which I don't really care for. 
right here. This is what the thin pack looks like. So should I insert a slight comment of saying cheap to you? Cheap to me for getting the thin pack? Yeah. Well, I don't care. For my wife a couple years ago. There you go. Anyway, um, so let's let's let Duo do his uh, his intro to Death Parade and whatever he wanted stuff he wanted to share. Oh. He says, "Your okay, turn, Duo." Well, first, I don't have nearly as much to show uh, <laughs> because I don't have that much money, and I wanted to ask one thing real quick. Uh, you bought Hamoto Maruchan. Do you actually like that show, or did you just buy it just because? I really do like that show, and I'm glad that the manga is coming out soon. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to watching R somehow, some way. Uh, dude, uh, I, that's like my least favorite anime. Not the worst I've watched, just my least favorite. Huh. Hey, it's different things in my mind. Hey, it's not watching a screensaver for hours. Yeah, I was going to say, it, I always love it whenever somebody says, that's the worst show I've ever seen. It's like, you have not seen enough, my friend, <laughs> because there are millions of shows that I've seen worse than that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, yeah, I know. I, I, my least favorite is usually just something that uh, it, I expected more of and then was disappointed right. when I watched it. So that's why I also have Charlotte in that list, even though technically it's not nearly as bad as other stuff. I didn't like the pacing to that one. I heard... Apparently, the studio does bad things to its characters, but I just didn't have the pa sorry, didn't have the patience for it. Yeah, Charlotte was a. It was. It basically it felt like Haruhi for seven episodes, and then just took a, a dive into like fourteen different plots all at once. It was it was horrible. But uh, I wished I watched it with your perspective. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I, it wasn't a good thing. I, I watched it after what ended up being my favorite anime of all time, and I used it to try and fill a hole, and that was a bad choice because, first of all, you should never do that. But second of all, I didn't like it at all. So, uh, anyways, uh, the podcast freak out. I just joined the podcast with my other computer so uh, in preparation for uh, – New stuff after a death parade. Anyway, nobody outside the nobody outside the group that's currently in the call can even see it. But I just letting you know, there's another person in the call. It's just it's just my other computer. Anyway, go ahead, Duo. So, um, you have pickups you want to share? There's only one that I can actually show physically. Uh, so I, it was a bit ago, but I picked up a uh, Metroid: Samus Returns, Ooh, nice. the 3DS game, uh, because this franchise it's one that I've avoided. It's like one of the main Nintendo franchises that never really. And then when they announced two new games recently, I'm like, well, okay, fine. Let's just let's just buy it, see if we like it. And uh, I'm near the final boss at this point, uh, and I've been pretty much obsessing over it every minute I can. So needless to say, it was a good choice. Uh, also, oh, have, you played, have you played the originals? Have you had a chance played, to play the originals for Super NES and whatnot? Uh, I played a little bit of Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. I, oh, I actually no, not a little bit. I got to half of it. It wasn't. Oh very no, good no, you, you didn't. Let me spoil it for you. You're about to beat Metroid 2 because what you have is a oh, better remake of that game. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's just like it's funny because that's the only one, other one I've spent serious time with. I played like an hour of Metroid Prime at somebody else's house. I played a little bit of Super Metroid. Uh, I got like half. Actually, I got halfway into that game. And then I got stuck in it like five times, and after a while, I don't have time to finish this. Yeah, I was gonna was say Super Super Metroid uh, has like no instructions whatsoever with it. It's so 
you have to figure everything out on your own, and it's yeah. really rough, but it's fun. It's rewarding because of that. I prefer Fusion over Super Metroid. But the one part that I'm stuck in Super Fusion Metroid is the... The one part in Metroid, Super Metroid that I'm stuck with, and it shows you how. It's that long cavern that you have to do the wall jump, tedious wall jumps, yeah, and the monkey fun. monkey ledge. I yeah, can't they, seem well, to have, do it. They have like an animal that is programmed to do the action you're supposed to do, and you're supposed to copy it with, they don't even tell you, you know? Like, yeah, copy this guy, and he just keeps doing it, and you're like, what is this guy doing? I played it um, on a ROM when I first played it, and I had to do it with my keyboard. So difficult to do that button combination with a keyboard. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I only got, awesome. got up to the, uh, the Ridley boss fight, and the Ridley boss fight, it was literally unbeatable for me because I didn't have enough missile tanks. And at that point, I'm like, I, don't, I do not have time to go through the rest of this. And so I decided, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to pick up Metroid Samus Returns, and uh, you know that one seemed a little bit more streamlined to explain it to somebody who's never played one. So uh, I'm glad because it's slightly more linear, but it's also, uh, there's a lot of exploration going on in it. So it ended up being exactly like perfect to introduce me to this on the Game Boy. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I've been playing Danganronpa V3. Uh, I don't have a physical copy because, you know, whatever. But uh, it's, it is digital. I guess you could buy it on PS4, but I don't have that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played the Danganronpa games or watched the anime. The anime is not as good, but uh, the game so far has already managed to outclass the first game in one case. That's exciting as shit because uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Somebody might actually want to play it in the chat, but uh, the first case has a big plot twist that I wouldn't have ever expect expected. So, hmm. uh, and then other than that, Twitch, but uh, oh, wait, I don't know. I don't know anything about it other than that. I'd say it's worth going through it. It's just, it's, they're long games, like really long games. And I, I, I don't really think this counts as pickups, but I've watched a couple things recently. First of all, I finished Parasite. I need to freaking finish the video that I've been working on for it. Um, Do you want to give people really a hint of what it's about? Uh, basically, I went in and figured out every single one of the mysteries involving the Parasite that the show itself doesn't answer because I was really like interested in finding out what they were, how they came to be, and everything like that. And I let's just say I found a lot more answers than I expected. Cool. So, All right. That's oh, generally that what reminds me. Hold on. Before we get too far into this, I got monetization back on my Death Note video. Oh yeah, I know. I saw it on Twitter, and I it's funny because yeah, that I just video got a lot more attention than I expected. In the last podcast, um, I kind of shamelessly asked for help getting that back, and um, I didn't break the threshold, just so that everybody watching knows. I didn't break the threshold of a 1,000 views over the course of seven days, but I think that, I think that YouTube has a separate, like, um, not, not like a category, but they've got like a separate threshold of things you have to do in order, like the, your video has to perform a certain way for them to actually go in and look at it and that they just tell the user base that it's a thousand views in under seven days because if you were to get that, you'd also have reached whatever the other threshold is. I think it has something to do with watch time. Um, so anyway, I managed to get through it um, and I got monetization reinstated. So I just want to thank you guys, everybody who 
who helped me um, in the last podcast uh, to to tip me over that point. It's awesome. I actually got monetization back the night before I had to leave um, for my wife to go get uh, for our scheduled C-section. Um, wow. I just got the notification that the podcast started. <laughs> Yeah, I know. The Fantastic feeling. YouTube. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so much for uh, so much for ringing the bell. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for that and make sure that everybody knew that that's been taken care of. We managed to get it back. I was actually like, if it hadn't been fixed until now, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say whatever. I'm, I'm not even gonna worry about it. I, I'm done with it. Can't waste any more time on it. But we managed to do it. So I just want to thank everybody. Anyway, so let's get back to what you were saying, um, Duo. Okay, at first. So I want to say you should check out the podcast because it's got a pretty cool guest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, finished Parasite. I ended up enjoying that one quite a bit. Uh, it wasn't perfect. There was some some problems with the ending that it felt like really uh, not like that he left, but it more just like some of the uh, the lies the show tried to tell. Uh, again, my theory will talk about that. Um, and then I also had to watch a couple movies for my Japanese pop culture class. So I watched the original Godzilla. Didn't like it. It was really boring. Uh, I watched which, which version oh, of that? Yeah, uh, the say, Japanese version, it. not the uh, American. See, you have to watch the crappy dub. You have that's the only way to enjoy the original Godzillas. Hey, hey, hey. enjoy the rough yeah. original Godzilla. You gotta enjoy the really crappy '70s colorization, which adds ridiculous things for no reason. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't like it. It, it. The funny thing is, is I know the film was supposed to be like this, but it was pretty much ninety percent not involving Godzilla. It was just like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, although I also got to watch two other films, and uh, one of them was Godzilla and Mothra and blah blah blah, all up monsters attack, uh, which was oh yeah, exactly I what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, just nonstop uh, monsters destroying stuff, and it was it was great. I loved that. Yeah. And then there was Godzilla. It's, it's- Surgeons, where it was like, hey, you want to be in meetings? You want to watch a movie about meetings? That's the movie. That's it. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, see, after the first Godzilla, they're like, hold up. People really responded to things getting destroyed. Let's go with that for the sequels. <laughs> yeah. So, you also uh, saw Grave of the Fireflies recently. I mentioned that in a second. So I had okay. to sit down and watch it, and I had heard a lot about it, and pretty much I knew the whole plot going in. Uh, and if you're wondering, first of all, no, I did not cry. Uh, it was a little depressing, but it didn't really make me cry. It was uh, it was surprisingly well done and didn't go down the route I expected. Focusing on World War II, I kind of expected a lot of the, oh, America, monsters, everybody should hate them. But it's like, no, didn't even really care about that. It was like pretty much entirely focused on the struggle of the two main characters. And uh, I'm glad because that's where the film's strengths were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think at the end of the movie it meant so much. Wait, wait. To that point, I just want to say I've seen actually a lot of I've seen a lot of anime that deal with World War II and you always expect them to demonize the Allied forces uh, and they never do. They, they seem to never demonize uh the americans for um for the actions that they took which surprises me really um especially when i saw zipong um they treated the american soldiers so respectfully that it was i was just i was taken aback by it honestly it was really interesting um and i'm gonna suggest for you duo and i will help you obtain an ability to watch this 
since you've seen Grave of the Fireflies, your next mission is to watch Barefoot Gen movies one and two. Actually, okay, so that's what we're watching this week in the class. Like, we're actually watching Barefoot Gen. I don't know. I think it, I know he talked a bit about the plot. It's not the, the bombing or whatever, and some guys survived it, and apparently it's quirky. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't watched it yet. I usually save yeah, it for just, the weekend because it's kind of a – wait, what? Let's just say that uh, that what Grave of the Fireflies does to, to you through emotions, this other thing is going to do to you through visuals. <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, I'm excited about it, but uh, so far, though, I, I like Grave of the Fireflies, probably my second favorite anime movie at this point. Uh, mind you, there's not a lot of bar set there since a lot of the films I've watched, like a lot of the Ghibli films never really uh, resonated with me very much. Beat the disappearance of Haruki Suzumiya, though, uh, <laughs> if you're wondering. I don't know what that says uh, since I still continue to hold that film in a weirdly... Uh, high regard, especially compared to most people, but I just really loved it. And uh, this one, uh, really good. I liked the ending of it, especially, you know, that five-second clip where they showed them sitting, like, you know, both in the afterlife, sitting right in front of the city. It's like, that did a lot for me. It's like, oh, shit, that's really sad now. Pardon, I missed the part where you said... Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies, okay. Yeah, at the end of the movie, when they're both sitting there and the little girl's uh, taking a rest on his lap because they're already dead, they're ghosts at this point, uh, the movie pans out and you assume they're just, you know, this is them right after they died. But no, it pans out and you see this cityscape, like a new modern-day city, implying that, yeah. like, they've been just hanging around all this time, which obviously yeah, symbolically, that's... but it just kind of was a cool scene. I totally forgot that scene was in there. Um, yeah, because Hiroshima, interestingly, after after the bombs were dropped and it was just completely decimated. Um, like, and this is something that they really go into in Zapong, which is amazing. Just, I, I cannot stress enough how amazing that series is. They talk about how, um, so just, I, I've done a review on this. I recommend you guys check it out. It's actually the, the highest grossing video on my channel. Like this people, um, are constantly finding my channel through this review, but the the plot of Zapong um, is that it took it took a a story idea that was an American movie in the eighties called The Final Countdown, where a basically an aircraft carrier, um, a modern day aircraft carrier from the nineteen eighties, gets sent back in time to World War Two, and they have to decide whether or not to aid in the war effort. Well, Zapong takes that idea, but they apply it to the Japanese. And as I talked about in my review, that's a much like there's a lot higher stakes there because in in Final Countdown, America won the war. Uh, so going back in time and being able to win it even sooner is like you know there's there's not a whole lot at stake there. Whereas from the perspective of the Japanese, um, the question is, do they? aid in fighting uh, alongside the imperial japan of that time or do they try to stay out of it or do they help the americans like what do they do and they they have they approach this conflict from the idea that even though japan gets destroyed by these nuclear bombs even though uh, they lose japan of modern day is so much better off because they lost and they go into detail on all this stuff and it's just an incredible look at how Japan was catapulted forward because of their loss and how it made the country so much stronger and more civilized and more advanced than it would have been had they started on this conquest of taking over all of Asia and theoretically the world, you know? So it was a very interesting um, 
portrayal. And as I said, they the way that they treat uh, the American forces was just refreshingly respectable. And um, I, I just I can't say enough good things about it. So anyway, um, let's uh, let's move into. Well, I guess I I'll jump more. into the I chat. Have one I guess comment I'm on, going nuts with it. Um, on Grave of the Fireflies. I haven't seen it, but from what I've read. How have they, you not seen it? I own it. I haven't seen it. It's simple as that. Uh, I have seen Rail of the Stars, though, but that's a lesser Completely. conflict. Uh, from what I've read, the guy, the guy did an autobiography and slightly altered it a bit because, if I understand it right, I could be dead wrong once again. I hope I'm not. After the bomb attack, his sis, his little sister was suffering, so to rid her of the pain, he had to kill her, and he had to deal with that, that through the rest of his life. So he wrote this book, or this autobiography, which was later found and animated by the Takahata guy. Mm -hmm. So that's all my take on it. For Parasite, did you also watch the two live-action movies? Uh, I did not. Uh, I, I didn't watch the Parasite because wait, oh wait, you mean for for Grave of the Fire Parasite? Parasite. Oh, oh I haven't okay. watched. There's also either. one for oh, Grave of the Fire. Oh, okay. Good. So I've seen like random images from it. I didn't know if it was like a, a fan art thing or if it was real. So apparently there are live action movies. How are yeah, they? There's, there's two live action movies that premiered way before the anime happened. I haven't seen them yet. I believe ADV used it's either ADV or Tokyo Shock released them. But Wait, they came out over here? Yeah, they're over here. Okay, I'm gonna buy those right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so there's also there's also a uh, live action Grave of the Fireflies movie, and it is eerily it, it like the the <laughs> the production of it looks like the anime just came to life. It's crazy how real it, how, how much it looks like the characters from the anime and all the stuff happening in the anime, just with live action people. Like it's, it's unbelievable how, how accurately they, they replicated it. It's insane. Anyway. I so, saw the trailer for it. I, I was just kind of, it was like, eh, I'll just stick with the anime version. The movie anime version. But I don't know. With Parasite, uh, the only thing that like I would suck about that is uh, there's one of the tracks in the OST that I've come back to listen to a lot. It's uh, I think it's titled "Next to You," and it's a piano track, and it is basically one of my favorite anime tracks in general. And it, it, I don't know if I'd want to watch something without that in it, as weird as it sounds. Hmm. That's a preference. There's, you're lying to me, Augie. There's there's no links on. Uh... It says Eastern Eye released it in Australia and New Zealand regarding the um, the Parasite live action, and Animatsu Entertainment had it in the UK and Ireland. There's no, from what I, I see, there's no. Uh, I saw it at Movie Stop when they were open. I'm looking it up. That's all I know. Okay, um, so you guys ready to jump into Death Parade? Hold on, before the last podcast in. And it, there was something that you said I lied about, but didn't. You're talking about Dragon Ball? Because that yeah. was the podcast before that. 
Yeah, that was the podcast at the end. What did I say? I don't know. You tell me. I don't remember. <laughs> it was about the live action movies. Yeah, but we already covered this in the last podcast. Yeah, at the very end. Okay, so you want you just want me to say it again? So yeah, hold on. Again. I looked up Parasite on Amazon, and uh, I'm scrolling through looking for the live-action movie, and I found two versions of it so far, but they've both been foreign versions or an obvious bootleg. And then I found a onesie, <laughs> a baby onesie of Parasite. There you go. <laughs> Why? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta share this. That's too funny. I can't believe this exists. It's one of those things where like they have these computer algorithms that go out and they just they just make stuff and and put it on shops that it's insane. Uh, well, let me post it. Whatever. Let me try this one more time. I'm gonna try a different link, a different way to share it. That's too funny though. Um, so we discussed this. We we talked about it in the last podcast. Augie mentioned that there were more than two live action Dragon Ball movies. I thought he was wrong. Um, turns out there's at least three. <laughs> and uh, But the, the one he was referring to was an unofficial movie made in... Do we discuss it? Was it, was it Korea? Korea? Korea. Are we sure it wasn't another Thailand movie? It may be Thailand. Thailand. But it was... Um, it's one of those ones where they go really far out of their way. Like, it's... So it when Duo and I watched like Death Note, we kind of talked about how it's an adaptation. This was not an adaptation. This was let's make everything from the anime real, right? So they have like Poir is a plushie in this live action Dragon Ball movie. They, they just kind of like, you know, they do the, they're just like holding it in front of the camera and doing little voices from like, they're basically puppeting it. And it's not even a puppet. It's literally just like a, an official stuffed animal from, <laughs> from the, um, from the series that they just have behind the camera. And in, in the podcast last week or last, the, the last podcast, I showed the cover and showed that there's artwork behind the live action character on the unofficial release of this unofficial movie. And it has Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT and Dragon Ball AF characters in it. <laughs> anyway, let me, uh, Okay, I got the I got the link to post if you guys want to check it out. It's in the, it's in the chat for the video. I'll I'll post it here for you guys on the chat for the ooh chitty chat chat. Anyway, so are you are you satisfied, Augie? Are you satisfied, I'm satisfied. that I my okay. ego is bigger now? All right, so um, I'm gonna just grab Death Parade, so I have something to hold on to because I like to talk with my hands. I'm going to laugh one day. You're just going to do the whole podcast as Sock Puppet Show. <laughs> Here's the version of Death Parade that I have. It's the, the Funimation Limited Edition. It's a, it's a nice, sturdy box set. Um, Here's the version everyone else has because they bought it at Walmart like me. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I got the one I have. <laughs> um, so, do... Uh, Augie, look at FD Yam's comments. Should we wait to uh, address these, or should we da, 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 start with them? You want us to make up voices to make his own voice? or No, I want you to just look at it. Don't have to read it out loud and tell me if we should address them now regarding his opinions on Death Parade. Or should we wait and address them after we start talking about Death Parade? 
After we start talking about Death Parade. All right, so let's let's do our intro to Death Parade. So first of all, um, have you guys both seen Death Billiards? Yes. Do you've seen it? He said yes. He said yes today. I didn't hear it. (laughs) Um, So Death Billiards came out two years, I think, before Death Parade. The anime is kind of like. They kind of they kind of just threw out the Death Billiards movie as a uh, um, so it's kind of like a pitch like a, a pilot episode, um, but interestingly, hey, Mister Nice Guy just popped in. Um, interestingly, regarding Death Billiards, I actually watched it. I think either after episode five or episode six, just randomly decided, okay, I'm I'm going to stop watching the show and and watch the movie, and uh, it felt like the perfect time to watch it for me. Um, it seemed like it, it chronologically seemed to fit right there. It was, it was really nice actually. Um, so let's see. I thought I liked the characters in it. What do you guys think about them? Like, yeah, what are your, just go ahead and give me your thoughts on it real quick. Who wants to go first? Uh, my thoughts on it was the store. To me, the story was about this guy developing an ego. Ego, while a friend of his learns to be a little bit tender towards others. Uh, I liked it. I've seen other variants, like I said before, and I'll stick by it. I've seen other variants that do this sort of storyline, but probably a little bit better than how they did it. It was still interesting. The opening pretty much brightens up the mood before you go into the story. Um, I like the anthology like yeah. I like the anthology like uh, story structure. You have your main you have your main problem with what's there, then the side story in the background mm-hmm. that kind of puts it all pieces it together. Um, don't understand the god character, but oh well, I guess he has his moods. So let me ask you this real quick. What was your favorite game they played? Uh, for me, the air hockey one, or what okay. do they call it, death rally. That doesn't matter what they called it. <laughs> uh, so they had darts, playing. bowling, twister, air hockey. But not Trump. <laughs> it was they in, they it had was, Old Maid. That was supposed to be the Trump card. Maid. Oh, that was okay. the Trump card. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was really awkward watching that every time. <laughs> Trump. Trump has clearly stated in the opening, being like chess, dice, checkers. I have no idea what this game is, then it never shows up. Yeah, that was old wait, maid, yeah. Wait. I I think that's what it was supposed to be, was old maid. I'm not <laughs> Well they they in the in the opening they're showing the cards and it says it says Trump as in Trump card. Like this is your you're playing your Trump card, right? And Augie, Augie didn't understand. He didn't make the connection. I think where that was, what that I was intended. It was some weird. I thought it was some weird variant of backgammon where somehow in the middle you play ping pong. Well, it's kind of funny where. because I, um, I never actually ping pong um, was another game they played, wasn't it? Oh, they also had the they also had the arcade game. The arcade uh, anyway, game. That was a fun episode, by the way. Um, that was. They, I bet they had a lot of fun making that, but. Um, I, th- I think I feel like I interrupted you, Augie. What were you? Uh... Um, Favorite if there game. was a 
and opinions mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah. You said you said you you didn't quite get the god character. He was really bizarre. Yeah. He, said, he seemed unneeded. Um it, I bet if I haven't looked in the background of it as like I would usually, but if there was a light novel or manga, mm -hmm. and the manga would have to last more than four volumes for me to pick up, but I would be interested in reading to find out a little bit more about these characters. Yeah. Um, well, let me just say um, my thoughts on it. I thought it was... This story took a very interesting... Like, the, the course it took was, was really interesting because it started out... Like, the first episode feels like you're watching the movie Saw. You know? It's cruel. It's absolutely cruel what they're putting these people through. Something that was really awkward is how, with some of the games, people were playing it and it was just like a normal game. And with other games... From the beginning, it was like, oh, if you hit this part, it's going to affect the other person's liver or eyeball or whatever. You know, like they they incorporated that sort of inconsistently. And in one game, they mentioned uh, in the Twister game, they mentioned that it was a uh, um, it was a time limit thing that they ran out of time, and uh, then the game went into like sudden death mode or whatever, where where it was the actions taken were affecting people in uh, a much more significant way you know um but I, what i thought was really interesting about it and, I, and it was a little bit forced in the, in the sense that they were forcing you to feel a certain way they were painting um they were painting the human spirit if you will in a certain degree like a certain way but, but what they did from the beginning is that they it started out super cruel and inhumane to have to have to put people through what they're doing and then it, it sort of wove into this more heartfelt um where it became about humanizing this inhumane sort of thing they were doing and i, I thought that was really interesting um that they were able to uh sort of take it through that route so that, that was, those are my thoughts on it um what do you guys think about um uh, what do you guys so think about the, the I, way that they Go ahead. My uh, initial thoughts on it, uh, just because. Uh, so obviously, considering I was the one who was pretty much pushing for this to be <laughs> shown, uh, I do genuinely like it. Uh, first time I, I watched it, I enjoyed it, but because of the time I watched it, it wasn't a good time to watch it, so I just didn't really get to enjoy it. Uh, though, uh, I really, really liked it. Uh, first of all, I think its first episode is – first episodes in an anime to get you interested especially when it you know when the second episode comes around and it gets all revealed and it's like no this isn't actually what was going on yeah way because of all the stuff they were doing uh and the they entire series part, uh back to the future part two where they revisited yeah. the uh, exact thing you already watched before but from a third person perspective sort of thing that was that was interesting yeah and uh, i think the show what I liked about it is it started off in a way that was like a, you know, an episode by episode minor plots. You know what I mean? It would just focus on the individual people building up the other two characters, the ones which were uh, Deckham and I, I don't know why. I can't remember her name right now. It's been like a couple months since I watched it the last time. Basically, it was building up them slowly until the last chunk of it decided to actually go full in on the plot. Favorite game? Uh, I, I'm going to pick the Twister match. Just because yeah. the dance that was 
Yeah, the dance prince, that, that entire thing. Like, I was basically just laughing the whole time. It was one of the only episodes of that show that didn't feel slightly depressing and actually fit with the opening a bit because the opening was super jarring. Really good, but super jarring. Uh, and I don't know why. It just, like, that was my favorite episode. Could have done without the little bits of fan service, I guess, but it was, it was meant to be a fun episode, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But regardless, that one was really fun. I liked that one the best. So uh, those are just my initial thoughts. There's not enough there to call it fan service, but that's my opinion. Uh, it's back more to, than nothing, but that, that's, I just call any bit of fan service fan service, you know. Um, AC, back to your comment. Uh, I just want to address, address the chat real quick. Um, on, on the version that I have here, it says in the extras uh, that Death Billiards is included, just so you guys know. Okay. So back to your comment, yeah. AC. Uh, okay, the whole they're doing cruel things and they're on a time limit. Just because these things aren't living doesn't mean that they can't fill time. <laughs> they got yeah, things no, no, to what do. I, they have to I, sit there and mope that, all day. What I said was that at the beginning, um, they like with the dart game from the very first dart that they throw. When it hits the board, it affected the other person. Right, so right. it hit like, oh, my stomach felt like I got pierced by a dart because you hit the part of the board that was affiliated with my stomach. Right, you know. So from the very beginning of that game, the consequences of of hitting the target were affecting the opposite person. Right, but then later so, on, there were games where it was less um, direct. You know, like where where the people, uh, first of all, at the very beginning, the the people that were included in the match together because it was always a one on one game. At the very beginning, it was always uh, it were at the at the first episode. It was two people who knew each other, tied together, and then it was yeah. like random. It was a random assortment, but then it was also like random, but people who were connected to the other person, like the girl who was the fan of the band, the the dance prince. Um, they were together, and then uh, the people who who uh, knew each other from childhood for the bowling one and all that. So what I'm saying though is that that it was cruel at the beginning. Uh, in the first one, because immediately from from the moment they start playing, they're hurting each other. But then there were a couple games where, like, they're not getting hurt at all, you know? And then with the Twister one, all of a sudden it's like, okay, so there's a time limit here, and you guys went too long, so now you have, now it's like sudden death version, where there was the freezing and the and the lava and all that, all that included. So I'm just saying that it wasn't, um, it wasn't established the that there was a time thing or that some of them are going to have it and some they didn't it just it felt it felt like they were just making it up as they went you know like uh yeah. this time let's not have them hurt each other you know or something so i mean you can you can kind of explain it away but i'm just saying that yeah i mean they they still time still passes or their perception of time is still passing and whatnot but it just felt weird that uh that they didn't quite address it you know is, is what i'm saying so i think there actually is uh some justification if you kind of look at some what happened in the games where people got hurt. Uh, the first case was the woman and the guy, and the guy was just a bad person overall, assuming the, the lady was cheating and all that stuff. Uh, that and then the next one... That, that just means that there's no communication in the relationship. Well, I, I think what you mean is that, is that the, first one, the first one, they needed to be hurting each other 
for the memory like because the whole point is that they their memories get wiped and then they're they're trying to and and that this changed from the beginning episode to the end episode this changed how they approached it where the beginning is they needed to force people into uncomfortable difficult really like push them to the edge um sort of situations so that um so that they could elicit a response from them to determine whether or not they should go to quote unquote heaven or hell which they um used as a cover for uh, reincarnation or going into the void, right? So um, I understand that it made sense that in the first one, they would need to, or, or it was appropriate, let's say, for them to treat these people the way they did and immediately have the match with the darts and everything that it might have it might have been catered to the specific people and their relationship to each other. Um, but I'm just saying like, it felt like they were bringing it in at times. Let me, let, me, let me back up a little bit. What I'm saying is that in the, in the very first episode, they established that people are hurt right away. Then in the, in the next couple episodes, they show some people where they have like their organs and stuff maybe on display, but then there's no pain involved. Like for instance, in the bowling episode, they could feel each other's heartbeat through the bowling balls they were using. But other than that, it never really did anything it's not like it's not like they actually got hurt when the balls were thrown you know what i mean um it's not like the pins the pins weren't associated with different things or anything it was just the ball and it was just like so i'm, I'm just getting at the point that they established in the first one that people are getting hurt and they had other ones that sort of showed you that these things were connected but they weren't like the stakes weren't as high let me put it that way and i just it felt like it felt inconsistent Oh, well, I, I still wanted to finish my point because I never actually got to uh, I, a lot of the ones that had the uh, the dangerous implications, like things that would happen, were the people that were slightly more serious. Like they caused a more serious problem. Like the bowling people, there wasn't really any. Like they weren't bad people. They didn't do anything bad. Whereas, uh, for example, the Twister one, that guy was a, a cheating kind of douchebag. Uh, with the the two murderers, I don't even think any. There's no argument. That, of yeah. course, they're going to have the one that hurts them first two people the guy was being so uh like basically he was assuming that she had cheated and that was what caused their death because he was being right uh, kind of an ass about it uh now mind you i don't think that was as severe as the other two is is that i think they depending on the situation like the type of people what like what they did it's how they framed the games so that's why the old lady at the end yeah. she got a card game that had nothing at all it's actually a really happy one yeah she wasn't yeah, so nearly as bad as the when the deaths were, let's say, homicide or malicious intent related, that raised the stakes in the games. I assumed. Yeah. I can see I, that. I'm just saying, um, I, I agree. I'm just saying that it felt, it, felt, it felt like they could have explained uh, offhandedly at least a little bit more. That's all. Let me give a retake as to what y'all just explained. Um, well, first, my opinion. With the story structure, how it's said, it's both a, a myth, one, a mystery, and two, a thriller. So you have that aspect of a story right there. The part that seems to be throwing y'all off is these gods or higher beings that should know all or can see all. Do you guys remember what, they were, what their job was called? Something Ar Arbiters. Oh, Arbiter. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So you have this being... This all-knowing sus are these all-knowing arbiters trying to reveal to you 
you, the audience, what these people have done, and they can't remember it because of the shock of how they got to there, which mm-hmm. is their job. So you have that combined with that, it's going to throw you off because why in the world would you build up if one person already knows everything while the whole point of the show is these people, these victims or these people are trying to figure out what's going on. Right. But at the same time, they don't really, except for two or three, they don't really develop the arbiters that well. Yeah, like, it could have been longer, I feel like. But then at the same time... Like the, eight or seven of them, but we only get to know about yeah, two, three two or four or three. of them. Yeah. yeah, it could have been actually, longer. I think there's a lot more than that. There, there was oh, a yeah, scene when they showed the elevator and they're like, oh, you're on floor this. And it was like a, a ridiculous amount of floors. So I think there's like 90 or something is what it implied. Well, considering the fact that they said that like two people were dying every second, you know, on average, they kind of needed... Uh, they're going to need to have a lot of them. Yeah. They got a huge backlog going, but, um, but um, I felt like the show could have been longer, but at the same time, it couldn't have been longer because that is not a show that you could, uh, you can't, you can't keep that gimmick going too long. Then again, I've seen, I've seen a lot of anime where I've said that and just been blown away by the last episode where I'm like, I can't believe wedding peach is over 50 episodes and every single episode is about weddings. Like, I just can't freaking believe they, they based everything around that theme, you know, for a magical girl show. But, um, accessories sell really well, but I'm just saying, you know, like it's, it's something where if they had had more episodes, they could have, they could have, um, explored the different arbiters a little bit more. But then again, I didn't think all the arbiters were that interesting. And I felt like they, they focused on the ones that were, you know, there were only three or f- there were about four that got sort of a spotlight. There was the main guy, um, Deckham. Then there was the girl with the, the short girl with the braid and the white hair, I think. Did no. they all have white hair? No, one guy had red hair. One right? guy had red hair. There, there, one guy had green was, and one had yeah. purple, I think. The purple haired guy was the, the one who was playing billiards, right? With the galaxy. Yeah. yeah, he was the he was like a step above everybody else. He was like running the show, but not actually showing up for work pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's what, that's the vibe I got. I, he was a weird character in that I felt like they were going to try and go somewhere with them. And then they just never did. Had some kind of yeah, sinister and- intentions. But then it was like, at the end, he's just like, ah, okay, I don't really care that much. I'm just going to go back to playing billiards. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And what's well, kind of weird about it do is all this. They set up, yeah, they set up that plot where he used his, like, goatee to read the mind of the character with the green hair, who, by the way, I noticed in that shot earlier that he was snooping on them. He's literally, if you watch it, like, the, the way the shot is set up, it's like they're talking over here, and then there's, like, a, um, a doorway on, on the right side of the screen, and then he's right on the other side of the doorway, just nonchalantly hanging out, and I'm like, what's this guy doing here? And then later on, you see that I don't think he was even snooping on him. I think that the guy with the pink uh, hair and goatee was um, controlling him as like a, a spy, right? Um, so they show him, they show him learn that that the one arbiter is not really playing by the rules, or that a couple of them are not really playing by the rules. And then he kind of like confronts the girl, and then it just doesn't really go anywhere. And then the show just ends. Yeah, Does that feel weird. 
it's a bit of an odd, it's a bit of an odd progression. Uh, but to be fair, since the show wasn't really fo- like those scenes accounted for very little of the runtime in total, I kind of just shrugged it off because uh, the uh, like automatically the show was just going to be focused on Deckham and the girl since those were the main of the show. Chuki, that was her name. I don't know why I could. I know that, that like her name didn't get revealed until later, but uh, yeah, it's like I it just would have been nice to understand what his intentions were, like why he was so adamant about finding out what was going on. I mean, he might have just been bored and that was it, but you know, I, I kind of mm-hmm. doubt that. To me, it felt like they were just trying to advertise by the book. They still haven't made one either. It is an anime-only experience. Huh. Yeah, you're saying. In fact, so uh, okay. How can we didn't mention uh, that you're earlier? Saying that, you're saying that it felt as though the show was promoting a source material. Yeah. And that it, there was none. Apparently, <laughs> there's there none. none. Well, um, hold on one second. I'm, I'm, I want to check real quick. Just want to know. Yeah, so it's, basically the backstory on the show is there was a there was some kind of showing of a bunch of different short anime, like an anime shorts and uh, Death Billiards. Which one? And that got turned into a full series. Uh, although Death Billiards is canon because in the background of one of the episodes, when they're it's like the first time they're having uh, Deccan judge, you can see the same characters from Death Billiards. Actually, it's yeah. canon. It just doesn't mean much. Yeah. So uh, I'm just reading this here. Um, Death Billiards was part of a uh, a thing called Anime Tamago. And I'm just seeing if there's anything in here that looks interesting. Little Witch Academia was part of that. I don't see anything else that wow. looks too terribly. Zunda Horizon, which is um, something else that got a Kickstarter, uh, was also part of that. Uh, that's that. Kickstarter is not worth backing. Now that thing is really expensive. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm just seeing. Yeah. So he's right. There's no. Uh, there's no. This the source material is Death Billiards. The 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 short, which I don't like calling a short because it's not really short. It's like 45 minutes, isn't it? It might be a compilation of it put together. Anyway, yeah, well, it just, but, it feels like a, yeah, it's like a pilot. Let's just put it that way. It's a pilot. Y'all want to talk about yeah, Death I haven't made... Oh, yeah, sure, I'm fine with it. Um, one problem I have, you have, in this short, he, main character is judge, main character and side assistant is judging these two people. This uh, 30, 30 year old man and having relationship issues. And this old man. Later on, the later on, through through tension and events, the thirty-year-old and the old man fight. My problem is the old man, for some reason, is kicking ass. This old man's like, like shopkeeper from Gremlins old. He can't move that much. And he, he fights a, like Yoda in Attack of the Clones, is what you're saying? He fights like the what? What do you call it? The blind, blind Shaolin master, just out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, it's an anime. I'm not. I wasn't really questioning <laughs> it. I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good though for what it was. Like you know, if it was on its own without even the series, it still would have been pretty cool. And the visuals, yeah. they're really impressive looking. Which, to be fair, the series itself, 
It's gorgeous, actually. I, well, let me, let me ask you. I was just about to say this. I thought that the visuals in Death Billiards looked even better than the ones in Death Parade. There you go. Anybody else agree? Uh, I, hey, I, I disagree, but that's mostly because uh, the, the things like the bowling one and stuff like that had much more interesting visuals than uh, Death Billiards could ever uh, hope to get, personally. Uh, really, I just liked it, though, because the, the weird uh, purple-bluish lighting that the show uses throughout the entire run, basically, it's a... I don't know how to explain it, but I just like that color combination for things. Mm. It made the it's worldly look, movie. which obviously... Wow. Yeah. So but, well, uh, real quick, just what I meant is that Death, Death Parade uses a lot of CGI, oh. which is done very well. Um, but specifically something that really struck me with Death Billiards that I felt looked better is whenever they start the game, there's like an explosion in the room. Like it just, and here's the game, you know? Um, and I felt like Death Billiards, I liked the way that they that they drew that. I felt like, I, I don't remember exactly. It might have been hand-drawn rather than CGI. And it just, it had a better look to it, I thought. But um, that's just my opinion. They were, they were really close. For being only like two or three years apart, um, the effect quality is actually is remarkably close. I'm just saying that I thought that I thought that some of the some of the aesthetic choices in Death Billiards, uh, I kind of thought that the technique came across better uh, or was more aesthetically pleasing than in Death Parade. Um, but not to say that it wasn't good in Death Parade as well. And then, Augie, you oh. were trying to say something a second ago. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. For your pilot, you want it to look very very sharp and nice, easy appealing for the eyes, so it can be picked up by someone. Mm -hmm. uh, for for animation studio to pick up that style and to try to continue it, Madhouse or Production IG would have been my top choices, and Madhouse was the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, mentioning Madhouse, uh, I, I couldn't go through this whole thing without uh, bringing it up, but... Uh, I think he's getting on to One Punch Man. Uh, no, I'm not. You should. You you both know what it is. You're just shitting me right now. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Okay, We're episode, all looking forward to Overlord. So, episode eleven. There's this scene that shows a character that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dodge around it. It's Light Yagami from Death Note, like, yeah. and uh, I made it. You know, Proving basically that the two universes are connected. Yeah. And at first, when I was watching this show, I'm like, I don't think I can actually prove it. But there's like a surprising amount of weird little evidence they just kind of left in the interims. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here's a one off line that means nothing. But it points to that. That's what's going on. That yeah. during the events of Death Parade, uh, it's like the, near to the end of uh, Light's reign over the Earth, and that he ends up dying and getting sent here. Like a, a weird thing, because I watched Death Parade before Death Note. So coming back to find that, I was like, wow, this is freaking way better. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen it, Duo has a video on his channel where he connects the events of Death Note and Death Parade, and he does a really phenomenal job linking them together. So um, I'm definitely going to have that in the uh, YouTube cards and, and then in the description and whatnot, so definitely check that out. Um, yeah, so I, it's funny. As soon as you brought up Madhouse, I'm thinking, oh, this is a perfect segue to talk about One Punch Man. But let's not, because they're still doing Death Parade. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Well, uh, Death Note was also animated by Madhouse. So. Yeah, I yeah, forgot we hadn't brought, brought that up yet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so what do you guys... Uh, 
music from Death Parade was fantastic. I love that opening theme. And I like I really like the way they animated it too. I thought that the animation behind oh. it was really fun. I like the opening, but I'm thrown off that they would put it in front of this type of show. You know, I so I think it was an intention getter. It kind of reminds me of the way that they started Monsters Inc. Do you guys remember that how they started that movie? The theme in Monsters Inc., they it. start the movie with the um, um, with the scene where they're in the training uh, room, and the guy is trying to scare the robot kid. And it's like the way that it's shot is intentionally really creepy, you know. And it looks like it's going to be really, really, really not suitable for young kids. And then, and then immediately the monster gets scared by the the robot and it, the monster freaks out and then that's how they start the, the movie is him like failing the exam so um when they were making monsters inc they felt uncomfortable with how they chose to start the um the movie that way because it uh it sets a really dark mood that they felt might cause parents to walk out of the theater because they thought they might have thought that monsters inc was going to end up being really scary and not something they wanted their kids to watch so what they did is they have the opening which is really upbeat and happy with like the uh the doors and whatnot that open up and like the snake creature like goes in and out and it's all really um uh, like uppity and and um and uh, colorful and whatnot and they used that to in the same way that death parade basically does where they set this as like this is a, a, a party this is fun not scary or horrible or depressing right and then you can get through the uh the parts of it that are in that intro like so the whole first episode like i said it's like watching the movie saw it's not as cruel but you know it's it's a cruel thing that they're doing um and uh and it kind of gets you through into there's going to be more substance to this than just mindless um you know cruel uh hurtful things that are happening to the characters so um, anyway, I, I liked it. I thought I love the way that I, it's it's a really great song, and it really again like the visuals and stuff. Um, it's like it's like you're you're enjoying a party before the actual show starts, and I thought I really enjoyed sitting through it every time because um, it's just it's just catchy. Anyway, a good soundtrack. Like Jaws, oh. Wasn't there like a bootleg Jaws sequel called Jaws Some Number Crueler Jaws? I have no idea. Uh, no. After, well, not, none of the Jaws sequels are worth seeing. <laughs> none of Jaws is worth seeing. <laughs> what? No, the Jaws. original's okay. The first one was boring. It's three drunken guys on a boat. You're just waiting for the boat to get wrecked. It has its moments. Jaws it has, is, it has um, a ride. I, okay, I had a, I had a teacher in, uh, uh, in film school who used to say that the reason Titanic did so well is because it was a chick flick and a dick flick, meaning that that women went to see it for the romance and guys went to see it because they knew that there was a horrible disaster coming at the end of the movie. <laughs> and uh, Jaws is, is basically that same sort of thing on the male side in that it's like, you know things are going to get really bad <laughs> with this movie. Um, and uh, I think that I think that perfectly encapsulates the, the idea behind it. It's just like, you know that this is going to be a really messed up, horrifying situation being trapped at sea with this, you know, evil shark uh, and having to deal with that. And I, I think that that's, 
I think it's a fun watch, honestly. And I think that there's a lot of great cinematic moments in it that are um, worth having. I think the first one is worth seeing simply to get the references, the pop culture references everywhere else that reference back to it. You know, like um, like the the sailor. Yeah, you know, when they're when they're trying to figure out what to do with the uh, with the shark, and there's like the drunken sailor guy who has, has that like monologue. I don't. Anyway, we're this is an anime podcast. Let's get off of Jaws. But but yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, how did we even get on the subject? Hey, Augie, you always do this to me. <laughs> yeah, my two cents. The greatest shark movie is Zombie, but. Well, anyway. I mean. I don't. I want to. I want to talk about uh, the the opening and the soundtrack real quick. First of all, I, I think it caught me a little off guard, but I, it also was just kind of a nice uh, reprieve from how depressing the show could be at, at times. Uh, I really liked the ending as well, though, just because of uh, how well it fit the tone of the series. Explain it. It just like it was basically the reverse of the opening, and it sounded really depressing. Uh, and also, the soundtrack for this anime is just, ah, uh, it's so good. My favorite track from the entire thing is the, the like, it's like one of the first tracks you hear. It's the one with the, the light guitar, you know what I mean? The really calming track is amazing, and I freaking love it. As far as that goes, I think this anime nailed the soundtrack in every single regard. Good ending, opening, and in tra- anime track. I mean, there's not much else you can ask for. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? Does it um, let, let's catch up with the chat. Let's read. Uh, all right, let, let, let me go read. Ahead and read. Let me read that. You want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Let's start at the very beginning. I didn't. I didn't get a nymph from YouTube. <laughs> okay. Speaking let's, let's of not be which. <laughs> Speaking of which, Brandy, you haven't linked me the she and her cat five centimeters per second thing. I, I've Hello, read uh, through these already. <laughs> yeah, these are the beginning ones. I bought that amazing yeah. Nurse Nanako box set a while ago on a whim. LOL. Just sent <laughs> on Twitter. The. Uh, Bitchin' the witch. Augie mentioned the responses I sent out. I sent you out to get. See, Brandy, my Hime stuff coming. Ooh. <laughs> I have two Blu-ray copies in addition to LR of High School of the Dead. Ellie Asterix. It is included with the L.E. Yay. Damn it, my Hibako copy isn't released. You misspelled that, right, by the way. Augie, we've already gone through these. Okay, so I'm going to read it now. No, I'm cutting you off. He said, uh, FDD, I said, might as well preemptively state my opinion on Death Parade. Pretty interesting to watch in concept, but it was episodic mainly, so the characters kind of had the back seat. He said he didn't care for the main girl slash info dumped prompter. Um, FDM, when you're talking about the main girl, you're talking about the black-haired girl or the white-haired girl? I'm guessing the black-haired girl. Um, I felt kind of the same way. Um, I feel like she she picked up towards the end, you know, but in the beginning it felt weird having her there uh, at all. Uh, they didn't They didn't really ex- – they, they would have these little things where it's like one line – would, okay, this is why this is. But then it's like you could have gone so much further with that one line where they say, well, 
the weird thing with her is that she already remembered that she had died when she first got here. So we're still trying to figure out what to do with her. It's like, okay, explore that more, you know? Um, so I agree in that regard. Uh, he said, you knew nothing about her the whole time. And when they did, when they gave it uh, all to you, it doesn't hit. Uh, and, the, and his main problem is every time possible, they have a plot twist. They take every dumb opportunity uh, to twist. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, that's why I said earlier that the show, the characters would have benefited from the show being longer or having a second season, but the plot would have just like, you know, forget it. You know, you can't have, you just can't keep doing it because like, like you said, it's like a plot twist every, everywhere. Um, remind me to come back to this uh, about the murderer though. Um, Cause there was something really interesting that happened there that I wasn't expecting, or I just, I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, he says, uh, he says, um, so yeah, a decent watch, but I don't get fulfillment from it. And it gave me a bit of AIDS. <laughs> it seems everything but DMC seems to be unfulfilling. And he says, wait, actually, I take that back. Even DMC didn't re really fulfill. Your standards are way too high. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm waiting, yeah, I am waiting to get the Blu-ray to watch Grave of the Fireflies because I might as well get the best viewing experience for a movie I won't want to rewatch. Yes, I totally agree. I have only watched it once. I have no desire to rewatch it. It's a great movie. Um, you will enjoy the cathartic experience for it, but you probably won't ever want to watch it again. Um, and then Danny says, always laughing at the AIDS comments, although I have no idea what it actually means. So FDM came back and said, oh, it's an STD. I use it to exaggerate my feelings on things negatively. In the same vein, cancer is widely used on the internet, LOL. So just to put some context here, Danny lives in South Africa, and um, AIDS is kind of everywhere there like uh my my wife has um relatives that live in south africa and it's kind of like one of those things where um you're kind of like not even allowed to like they, they uh, in cape town particularly where these where my wife's relatives lives they're they're very wealthy and they have um a lot of um uh like live-in help like cooks and maids and all that and they're not allowed to ask uh if they have aids and it's like there's always a, there's like a legitimate real possibility that the person preparing your food could cut themselves uh, while cutting your sandwich, and you could contract, you know, HIV or AIDS from it. So I wonder if Danny's like there's a difference in in the Western world where like in, in America and let's say Canada and stuff, your opinion of throwing around the word AIDS versus South Africa. So I don't know if that had anything to do with that. Um, and we already addressed that Death Billiards is included in the Funimation uh, set, at least the one I have. Uh, the, the, he said three years is when it came out before, not two, like I said before. And Mr. Nice Guy was was just chiming in about the shorts. And I think, and then he went on to talking about Cupheads, which I saw him tweeting about earlier. Have no idea what that is. Don't play video games outside of Silent Hill and Minecraft anymore. Uh, so I don't know about that. Uh, mm, did anybody know about what is Cupheads? Cuphead is oh, okay. like can, uh, oh. a brother bro shoot 'em up game, but in this aesthetic that they use is they animated the whole game in a 1930s aesthetic. Okay. Uh, yep, got it right there. It's really well, big deal right now, and everybody like you know how My Hero Academia is the thing that everybody made videos on for the last like. Yeah, think about that, but for this game, and that's pretty much what's going on right now. You mean now. PUBG? Because that's that's what I think of when I think of games people are making videos Well, about. no, like, that's like Let's Players, but when I, like, 
people who make discussion videos and stuff like that, you know, that kind of those kind of YouTubers on games, uh, oh. they're all talking about Cuphead. So it's like okay, yeah, nineteen thirties uh, cartoons. <laughs> What's See, funny when you about? Said that, go ahead. A funny quote unquote controversy, if you really want to call it that, is uh, apparently the game is hard. There's some reviewers okay. that try to review this game, and it turns out they can't really play this game that well. So they I think a few of them gave it like bad scores because yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't get it. Yeah. Get wow. it. This looks really fun. <laughs> I, um, so when you said I've, it has a 1930s aesthetic, the two games that popped into my head were L.A. Noir. And have you ever heard of a game called The Saboteur? A long time I ago. I haven't heard of that one. Heard of okay, so there's this, game, there's this game called The Saboteur that takes place in, I think, France during um, World War II. Well, as the Nazis are, you know, just starting to, like, get into um, spreading, you know, outside of just Germany. And uh, it's, kind of, it's got a really interesting aesthetic to it where the game is in black and white, and it's got, like, a you know, an old-timey, filmy kind of feel to it, except that anything to do with the Nazis is in color, in red, you know? So, like, it's just... They have a really interesting choice in um, in color palette and how they did things and how they demonstrate to you, uh, like, how they use black and white to do things. And there's a really awesome game. Cannot talk about enough enough about this game, although I will, I will not bring it up too much here. I just want to say that there's a game for PlayStation 2 called Shadow of Destiny, one of my all-time favorite video games about a character who time travels. Um, so this character gets killed, um, and he is basically brought back to life, or like in Purgatory, he meets a homunculus that gives him the ability to time travel in order to solve his own murder. And uh, it's really cool because there's all these different time periods you go to. So modern days completely in color. And then there's like, you go back to a certain time period and everything's in black and white, except for items that might've been from a, from your time or a future time. So those will still be in color. And then there's other times where you're in a sepia tone. It's a really awesome game. Um, but anyway, so when you said 1930s style, I, that's what I, I jumped on that sort of concept. But yeah, this is completely different from what I was thinking. Anyway, back to the question. Felix Fletcher. Say what? Fletcher's, I probably should have said Felix Fletcher style. By any chance, can you show the results of the polls? Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm going to bring that up right now. So uh, let's... Uh, this, I, I wonder if the reason the mouse isn't working so well is not because the battery's low, but because I've got Bluetooth connected through the mouse and through the headset. Are you sure it's not the back that the lasers poking good. on? No, it shouldn't be because this is what I always have it on, and it's just it's just getting kind of finicky. But then again, my the B key on my keyboard's been acting up today. Um, yeah. Okay, FDDNM. <laughs> um, all right, so I asked, what anime should we watch to discuss for the Halloween episode of the Open Chest Anime Podcast, which is the one not next week but the week after on October nineteenth. The options that I gave were Requiem from the Darkness, which again is um, assuming I have the okay, yeah, assuming that the camera's on me, which is this one. Uh, it's a samurai ghost story kind of tale, right? I've seen the yeah. first episode of it. My friend Dan showed it to me one time. Um, or uh, Boogie Pop Phantom, and then the the third option was both, and the sixth option was something else implying that you would suggest it. Um, 6%, probably one person 
did something else. Actually, you know what? They I think in the comments on this. Why can I not see? There we go. Have to click on this weird to see. There it is. Um, yeah, one person said I accidentally pressed suggest, but I wanted both. Okay, so if they had put both, it probably would have only gotten twenty six uh, percent or so. So Boogie Pop Phantom overwhelmingly won at forty seven percent of the uh, um, of the poll, and uh, I want to know why you guys. It's like if it's not the headphones I'm dealing with, it's the mouse now. I want to know why you guys uh, don't make me watch Soul Eater again. Hell no. Um, no. You want 52 episodes in a very short period. No, I just, I hated that show to begin with. I did not yeah. like it. I didn't think it was interesting. There's a couple funny bits like Excalibur, but I just felt so freaking bored throughout that whole show. Um, it felt I'm, very underwhelming to me. I still haven't seen yes, it all the way. Yes, DLC in the Saboteur. <laughs> Old man, old man pops in here with the great comments. <laughs> um, so th I want to know why you guys, or those of you who did vote, I want to know why you want to see Boogie Pop Phantom, which let me just grab a copy of it. I believe it's from the creators of Serial Experiments Lane. Um, yeah, we, got, we got the same one. Yeah. Well, I've got this one. I've also got this one. And it, I got to say, it's really nice to be able to step away from the computer with these new headphones. Uh, there's also this... This is the uh, I, I have it in the description. What did I? What is it called? It's called the limited edition collector's ultra box. Uh, this is supposed to include the soundtrack. My copy didn't come with it. I bought it. I bought it used at book off. Um, it's just all four volumes. It's basically the art box with the four volumes, and then there's these like lithograph. I don't. These aren't actually lithograph, are they? These are just separate shiny covers you can put in, I guess. Um, so I don't think mine is complete. I've, I've been meaning to get this again. I actually don't I don't recommend this set personally. Well, I just want to say because uh, there's no end there's no end label. I also don't have any idea if it's supposed to go like this or like this. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Well on the flip side, that brick that you have like I do, it does yeah. mine does include a soundtrack. Which yours oh, in theory it? should look at the very last one. Yeah. I didn't I didn't look. Yep, you are correct. Okay, so um, I'll need to change that on the Wait, here's a this is just one song though. Hmm. There's three. Overture. Oh, okay. So I was reading that all as no, that's okay, three, okay. No, no, no. That's overture die Meister Stringer von Nuremberg Boogie Pop version. Is that not one song? I don't know. I need to rewatch the show, but going back anyway, to your question. So I'll have to change that. Uh, in the description, I put the links to all the different versions you could buy of this. Um, so there are, uh, there's also, I should just illustrate this real quick. There's also a live action movie called Boogie Pop and others. And actually, I think it says Boogie Pop Wa Ega one eye, as in, uh, as in Boogie Pop, no smile or something like that. I think that's what it was. I, I, I feel like this is the kanji I remember seeing from Ega Wasuranayo, which is the song from. Uh, I have it on my my iPod from uh, um, Full Moon Osagashite. Uh, anyway, so just so you know, in the description, if you wanted to to 
get this, and I, I'm still pushing real hard to not watch the show. I started watching this. This is so freaking boring. By the way, um, this is a prequel to this. So if you are gonna if you are gonna choose to watch a live action movie, watch it first. Um, this movie came out, I think, in the year 2000, and it looks too shitty to be a real movie, but too good to be a student film. But it really feels like a student film, um, and every character in it compared to how I feel like a lot of Japanese live action movies are now. I don't know if the actors are just younger, but they, they look like they have this angelically smooth skin, the guys, the girls, every character in it. It, it looks bizarre. Maybe it's just cause it's a really old movie, but in like the way that maybe it's filmed a little blurry, you know, I don't know, but it's really bizarre compared to how, how detailed. And I, I think it's cause the actors are much older now, but um, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm going to catch up on the chat since I uh, totally have maybe, been letting this get away from me tonight. So that question. Oh, by the way, I want to, um, since you guys brought up Jaws, I would like to propose an additional watch of Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack for the Halloween. This is basically like an anime version of uh, Sharknado. <laughs> and it takes itself real seriously. So. Well, it's I'd all, like to see from that. what I've heard, it's all so animated by uh, a college crew, which probably explains why it. it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks awful, and I can't wait to see it. I've already um, seen it. But going and, uh, back, go ahead. Going back to your question about a uh, boogie pop fan, why it was apparently so popular, as you say, used to on uh, the G Four Network or tech TV, 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 when, when it once was big, they had an anime, anime, uh, programming block called anime unleashed. One of the very few shows that aired on it was boogie pop Phantom. So it might've been, it might've been voted, voted highly because people remembered seeing it from there and might want to either revisit it or hear what other people have to say for it. Um, I'm just catching on the chat real quick. I want to address apparently the reason that Augie decided to read all of uh, FDDNM's comments is because he said, I am awaiting a chronological reading of my comments to which he then uh, chimed in to say from the start of the death parade thing, not every single comment I made. Oh God. <laughs> um, hey, I listen. Or I read. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, forget to read the future. Yeah, and then you were uh, addressing, yes, the black-haired girl, not the other girl. Um, and then Soul Eater. Yeah, I don't want to see Soul Eater again. I, I would like to see Gakko Garashi, actually. Is that a Hall Halloween theme duo? Um, uh, it is, but no, it's not. It's confusing, and I'd rather not say anything about it. Uh, if you haven't watched it and you don't know what's going on. The only thing I know about it is from your video, your top 20 anime or whatever. So I'm, you probably already got a little bit spoiled then, since uh, usually you're supposed to go into that series without knowing a single thing about it at all. Well, you got you whet I mean, my appetite for it, that's for sure. I mean, I'd, if you want to watch it, I definitely wouldn't be against it, since it's my favorite, obviously. Um... Doing that on the podcast at some point, I'll join on in. But uh, in that case, uh, but I'd recommend it 
I just don't want to say anything about it because there's still yeah. a chance that you don't know completely what the anime is about, and it's it's not. Well, worth I've already ruining. I've already forgot whatever you said was that would imply there was a spoiler there. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm good with that. But I just want to know. Uh, so so far, Shane has said Boogie Pop is great and really weird. Nobody else has chimed in as to as to whether or not this is worth. I, I'm totally cool with watching it, and I've got a heck of a lot of time now because. Um, because my daughter was born uh, a week and a day ago, um, so I'm I've I've actually watched a lot of anime this past week. I actually started uh, Boogie Pop Phantom, only got through the first episode, then I started watching the live action movie. I'm about three quarters of the way through that, um, but uh, I, I've been sitting and watching a lot of stuff. I watched all of Neo Yokio, which was for that's not I, don't anime. Say about it. I don't i don't know who the, i don't know who the target audience was for that um i'm just checking real quick to see um shane said that boogie pop wait no old man said uh that the art box one comes with two cds so i'm wondering if one of the cds is the full soundtrack and the other one is the one that came in the box set that we the other box that we have but i, I like apparently it. don't have either in this box set because again i bought it from uh so anyway um i've also watched all of the first season of uh Jin. And uh, that was that was a really fun watch, um, and uh, really, uh, it's a fun concept for them to be exploring, uh, and they're and I feel like they're utilizing the uh, the extent of the characters in a very fun way. It's always fun when you see something like there's nothing worse than let's say, um, like a, a good example. An example of this done well, the X Men, the live action X Men franchise. There's a lot of really good uses where you can see like. They really thought out how a character would use their power and they like split second like okay you know they they use it daily right so they um, when when an opportune time comes to to utilize it it's like okay let's let's use it you know like for instance in x-men 2 when um iced man melts or he creates that ice wall uh to help the others escape um that's a really crappy example but um i'm just saying like there are times where you watch something where um, it feels like they've got all this potential to create an interesting story. And it's like, why are the characters not using this? Why are they not doing that? Why are they not doing this? You know? Um, and I, I feel like they're doing a really good job in a gen, but that's, that's all I want to say. So um, back to this, I would be fine with watching Boogie Pop Phantom, uh, Requiem from the Darkness, Gyo, Tokyo Fish Attack, which FDM says Red Gyo hated it. So is there a book or did you mean watched or I don't know what you're getting at here. Um, and yes, that is, I believe that is the Japanese name for School Alive, uh, Gakko Garashi. Yep, he's down. I'm totally, I'm totally down for, for really packing this next podcast. The only problem with doing that is that if we pack the podcast with stuff that we've watched, then talking about it is going to take a while. So if we want to do um, a Halloween, you know, episode, I think we should, um, we should be like specific with it, you know? Um but then again, it's like a lot of these shows, like I don't think we're going to have a lot to say about Requiem from the Darkness or, I mean, possibly Boogie Pop if we get through the whole thing and it, and it might have more. From what I hear, it sets up and has a slow burn to a, to a big climax. Um, so maybe maybe there will be a lot to say about it. But uh, I just want to know, what do you guys think? Do you do you have any input? Are we, are we putting too much on our plate to... Uh, to do this because we we technically could just do um a, we we could uh technically even though let's see let me get my calendar up. the next podcast is on the 19th 
And then the next one after that is on November 2nd. So it's just after Halloween. Uh, we could do what I'm getting at. So we could do Boogie Pop and Requiem from the Darkness and then uh, Gakko Garashi and maybe Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack or something um, for the next do, podcast. What do you think? If we're going to do something common like Boogie Pop, we might mm -hmm. as well Boogie Pop's something really a little easy bit rare. Get. Yeah, Boogie Pop's really easy to get. So um, you're saying we you should... have the collection, people are going to watch the common thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should watch something that isn't as common. Like Isn't as common? Okay. Like so, the Devilman OVA. Uh, oh, that's actually kind of a good idea. Devilman. This OVA, y'all. This one? Yep, that one. Um, I'd be down with that. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, I'm oh, there's a okay. listen to the podcast, but uh, okay. no, I meant, I meant, uh, I'm addressing the chat and everybody else. Uh, like this out. If you guys end up doing Gakugurashi, covering it, I'm going to join in on that one, no matter what, uh, because okay. you know, not a lot of people talk about that show since it ended in 2015. Uh, so but let's, no, let's push that, that one to November second or something. I'm okay, not I, familiar I, with I just this. Want, How do I, I know, watch this? Do I have to Toradora in it or what? Basically, what? either you have to watch it on Crunchyroll or you can buy the Blu-ray, but it's from Sentai Filmworks. I don't know what you guys think about that, but, I mean, they're, they're like $40 per Blu-ray. And this is only a 12-episode series, so I don't know if you consider that worthwhile. So. A 12-episode series is worthwhile. Um Speaking of Crunchyroll, one series I've been watching for quite a while is Miss Machiko. If you can, please watch Miss Machiko. I really want to get a hard copy of it and slap people with it. Um, <laughs> a, quick, a quick premise of this show is Miss Machiko is a teacher of the junior high school class. However, she has some troublesome students who pull perverted pranks on her on a daily basis. But when she's had enough, she will turn her back and give an up quit an upkick saying that she's given up. Uh, my two cents, it's a lighthearted comedy that you can watch just like a sitcom. Okay. Sorry to cut you off right here, but um, old man just made a comment that made me think of something. He said, unfortunately, I don't watch a lot of horror anime. If we're going for horror, there's a lot better stuff we could pick. But then again, like yeah. you said, it's like how, how capable are people going to be to get things? Like I would say we should watch Satoshi Kon stuff like um, Paranoia Agent or uh, um, Perfect Blue. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm just glad you didn't like say Paprika race. and uh, Tokyo but Paprika is not as, not as horror. It's not horror, <laughs> but I'm tired is, of watching it. Christmas. Yeah. I'm That's tired of watching soundtrack. those two. They're good. The horror anime ever suggests as uh, Higurashi, so I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I guess you could Okay. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I would you love actually to. have it? I, well, I no, do. I just... I would, no, you totally. I would absolutely, positively love to have an excuse to rewatch the original and finally get to see seasons two and three. And I have 
Umi Neko no Nakukoroni as well, but I don't know if I'm going to open that one. Uh, um, wait, did you say Umi Because if so, it's not that good. Uh. Yeah, well, it's the it was released by Anaplex in a crazy, huge, annoying packet. So, um, Dude, if you end up doing Higurashi, oh, man, I got to join in on that one too because, yeah. oh, I love that show so much. Okay, well, so let's, here, let's do much. this then. I don't own it. Let's, let's do this then let's break away from the fact that we're trying so hard to make this uh, a Halloween episode. And let's just say that uh, in the future we'll do Higurashi and we'll do some of these other things, but we'll let them be a little bit further down the line because um, <clears throat> the way the podcast is supposed to work is that uh, Augie and I are supposed to um, trade who picks the, uh, the show. And I feel like I'm stealing away. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like three times in a row kind of like oh, stepping on his toes. So I want to let him have some uh, some picks for, for – um, I want to sort of let things balance out. Now, with that said, I do have more time at least for – I'd say the next four and a half weeks while my wife is recovering um, from the C-section because, um, because like I, I have to be – like I basically have to take time off of work and be more uh, able to su to help support her and take care of the baby because we also have a four and a half year old and it's just it's a lot of work, right? So um, so during that time I've got a lot of downtime where I'm literally just bouncing the baby and watching anime, you know. So I'm I'm all for doing a little bit more stuff than we might normally do. Um, uh, although I know that a lot of the viewers are still. Um, not necessarily in the same boat as me where they can just plow through something. So um, I think that it's good for us to choose things like Augie was saying, really common stuff. Boogie Pop Phantom has like five different box sets. By the way, in the in the description, I've already included it. Some of the box sets come with the live action movie um, and uh, some of them... Uh, you, so for me personally, I like to have... I don't even know where I put it. I like to have, I like to have the live action movies separate. Um, I like to be able to kind of... Um, just have them separate from the anime box set. Uh, so for me personally, I recommend uh, getting the DVD, uh, and I think it's the 2012 box set, which is listed in, in the description. Um, but there's also, um, I've also included which one's your best value if you wanted to get them together. Um, overwhelmed with how much comments are coming in. Um, but yeah, I think, that, I think that we should probably, since we've already set it up with the... Um, the Twitter poll and everything, we should probably bite the bullet on doing Boogie Pop Phantom. Um, and if if you guys watching right now, because you're the people who are here, you know, week to week, who are actually going to be engaging in the conversation, if you would also like to do Requiem from the Darkness, which, by the way, just recently got re-released in recent years by um, Discotech, so it's very, it's very available, it's not going to be hard to get, uh, then I would be fine with doing both. And then um, we can, from there... Um, uh, we can figure out what else we want to do because, uh, like I said, the next podcast after this next one, so it's the 19th and then the 2nd of November, that next one is just after Halloween. So, Augie, if you want to lock down some for that one, including Devilman and stuff like that, that's totally okay with me. How does that sound? Well, after Halloween, that's the best time to go trick-or-treating because all the candy's half off. Um so a rephrase of what what in the world you just explained. We're watching Boogie Pop Phantom. Yes. 
Then you mentioned other and, stuff. Okay, I said we are going to watch Boogie Pop Phantom. I'm I personally am going to watch this as well. Don't feel like you guys have to. It's only in Japanese. It's long. It's really boring. Hard to follow. I'm going to watch both. Um, we'll talk about both, but so far what I've seen of this, I don't feel like there's a lot to talk about. If the chat is also interested in talking about Requiem from the Darkness next week, we can talk about this as well. Okay? Now, or not next week, next podcast on the 19th. Then, after Halloween, which is October 31st, two days after that is the next podcast on, on November 2nd. Augie, if you would like to to pitch shows next week for us to do, including Devil Man and possibly other shows, that's fine with me. That's that's what I'm for, saying. Does that make sense, everybody? Okay, to kind of pull the curtain to show <laughs> more of the people what's going on in my life, I do not have time to watch both of those <laughs> for one. Okay, podcast. that's fine. If we just want to do Boogie Pop, that's fine. Boogie Pop and something short, I'm cool with. Boogie Pop. Okay, so and do you want to do Boogie Pop and Devil Man? That that work with let's, me, and I think there's flair for it. Let's do Boogie Pop and Devil Man. Uh, but in the future, you need around to this now that I look at it, because mine's there's like a, a tear in mine up there. Also, I bought it from a, I bought it at Anime Expo in, in 07 from a, uh, and there's like this really obnoxious sticker on it that I yeah. can't get off. So I've I've been meaning to pick up a replacement copy for a while anyway. Um, for Thanksgiving, I know I'm doing this live. Would y'all like for us to watch Blackjack the movie since he carves into people, or would you want us to watch some sort of turkey, since, aka something not or that good? Yeah. Um, well, Thanksgiving, we'll have another podcast before Thanksgiving, so I wouldn't be a too recent, worried about that. A recent turkey, I was thinking either one of the skinnies or. Charge Man Ken. I'd like to see Charge Man Ken. I don't. The problem is that. Let's let me let me get the date up real quick. So the second, and then I think the next podcast after that is the sixteenth. I'm leaving for California because I have a wedding to go to uh, after um, after Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to make sure that the the maximum number of podcasts are performed here and not have to do them in California. Um, I'm going to have less time after the 16th. So if you want to do Charge Man Ken for the, the podcast on the 16th, that's fine with me. Or or even the one on the 2nd if you want to. But um, Well, I was asking the audience more. Well, I'm, I'm just letting you know nice. what my schedule is looking like. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so people are saying Requiem from the Darkness is good. How long is it? It's only like 12 episodes, right? It's either 12 or 24. What? How does this always happen to me? I always lose it. Here it is. It is... It's only four volumes. I'm pretty sure it's only 12 episodes. So, episodes one through four. Oh, because this is... Okay, so this is the... Uh, the set that I'm holding is the art box with volume one that was completed. So, um, that's why it says on here, on the back here... Uh, totally throwing this at you without any context it says on the back here contains episodes one through four out of a total of 13 um so there's a total of 13 but anyway volume one only has episodes one through four um and i i mentioned this in the description that there is a version of this art box this is considered an art box it's a uh, digipack art box 
There's a version of this where you buy it and it says volume one plus art box. It's literally just this. And then these other sleeves here are, are disc holders are empty. And you have to buy volumes two, three, and four, take the disc out, put it in here, and throw away the cases. So don't do that. Just buy the box set version of this if you want this version, the Genion version. And then there's also the discotheque version that's out there. By any chance, would you happen to have Grand Prix? I do. Super Grand Prix. I have it. How about we watch that along with uh, Requiem of the Darkness? So you want to do that for November 2nd? Yep. Okay. All right. So um, this has been a huge mess, but I think I've got it all figured out. So I just to explain to everybody what's going on, because a lot of people are saying that they'd really like to rewatch this. Um, here's what we're going to do. For October, was it 15th? Is that what the next one is? October 19th. For October 19th, which is the, the podcast that we're going to be doing, the next one, the very next one, we're going to watch um, Boogie Pop Phantom the Series. I will be watching this. You guys are all welcome to watch this. But if you don't have an opportunity to watch it, you're probably not missing out. Just saying. Although I think the DVD is like $1.99 on Amazon, so you could get it. Um, and we're also going to be watching... Uh, the Devilman OVA, all right? Then for the podcast after that, we will watch Requiem from the Darkness and Super Grand Prix. Sound good? Most of you Does are wondering good? why Super Grand Prix. That's racing. One, people dress up as race car drivers for Halloween. Two, it's made by no go Nagai. Person who made Devilman, so kind of continuing we that trend a little bit. You're stretching real hard on why we're why we're justifying know, watching know, the racing show. I'm just going to say that uh, the podcast is technically happening in November, so we're just transitioning out of Halloween. Um, anyway, so does that clear everything up? Um, let me catch up on this chat real quick, uh, just because I want to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Because people are, people have so many brilliant comments. Um, something less common to watch this party it makes it less likely people will watch it because it's harder to obtain. Uh, Watch the apparently crappy Devilman TV series before the OVAs or movie or whatever. So, um, what do you think? Is it worth it watching the original Devilman, um, the crappy Devilman TV series, before watching the OVA? Uh, OVA reintroduces Devilman into its original intent. It's this is standalone. I would watch this. You could watch this by itself, and it won't it won't harm you to watch it. Um, old man says he does collect. Or no, he says he. Unfortunately, I don't watch a lot of old. Uh, I don't watch a lot of horror anime, but I do collect old art boxes, though. Um, FDM says, and as soon as you said you were watching something on Crunchyroll, I knew it was Miss Machiko. <laughs> Freaking discotheque is your life, he says. Uh, anime and horror doesn't work well. Do you agree with that statement? Well, Rashi. there's two. Horror is, uh, I, I don't, Higurashi's not even horror. It's just, it's just like, uh, it's more um, thrasher dread. <laughs> like, it's not even horror. It's, Ooh. it's just awful to watch, but you can't, you can't look away. <laughs> I actually think talking about it is really well horror, done horror, actually, You can put it but... into four different camps. You have gore, vampires, um, Oh, that's, yeah, that's a Thrillers. good point. So there's goth, there's like sort of goth horror, like um, yeah. Vampire Hunter then, D, or what's that one called? The, oh, 
The one with the vampire detective G- agency. Oh wait, oh. that is that is a trick statement. There's plenty of them like that. But you know which one I'm talking about. What's that one called? A lot of them um, like that. Oh, you know what's a good horror anime? Red Garden. That was a fun watch. Should have brought that one. I haven't seen that one. But... I thought you was You'd mentioning like Petite Corset, but Petite Corset, Le Portrait de Petite Corset. And the fourth one is uh, darn it. The what? There's a fourth one. It deals with the. Uh, let me call it. It's not psychology. There's this one. It's called like um, Night. Night something. It's fun. It's a really fun show. Oh, is it right here? There it is. Don't you, what this you is call the one. Night Walker. Oh, Night Walker. I got that too. Yeah, um, that's that's a fun show. All right, what do you call that? It, it's not. I want to say psycho, but that's not it. Um, you mean like a psychological thriller? There you go. That's it. Okay. So that's that's the fourth brand of horror. In my so opinion, so you put you would put like paranoia agent in that category, or to me, paranoia agent is more of a mystery. Okay. True. Um, there's too many that are the Japanese really like that. I like that. it. Cutie, Cutie Honey totally pulled it out. Like right before, right as I was bringing it out, just knew what I was talking about. <laughs> the Nightwalker. Anyway, so um, uh, I I gotta say, I gotta get moving now because it's getting yeah, late. Dude. So uh, thank you for you thank know. you for uh, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, great and, night, and I hope you survive midterms. Yeah, I'll keep you posted well. on what we're, what we're planning for the future. Okay, well, thanks. Uh, talk to you guys yeah. later. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. All right. I like Shiki as well. I I've been meaning to pick that up. Um, gosh, okay. So we we need to recalibrate here. Let's do <laughs> what we could do is we could just we could just do horror for a while, but I think people will get tired of that. And no, uh, you know, technically, we've been doing horror for a little bit. <laughs> Well, what we need to do is we need to we need to have um, maybe for the next podcast we need to have a poll that includes a lot more, you know, and then we can independently rewatch some stuff or or whatever. Um, whereas we don't need to bring it into the actual discussion, you know what I mean? Because there's so many good opportunities uh, to watch stuff um, that uh, yeah. that it's it's getting like this. We've been going on this topic for way too long. What news would you like to bring up? Well, since um, you just left, uh, let's. Where's my other mouse? There's my other mouse. Hold on one second. Why do mice have very bad breaks? It's because they squeak a lot. All right, so. It's all on me. So for, Ka- for me, for Kaiba. I like the art aspect of it, but one of the plot plot threads of this show that kind of get me is the, well, the main character isn't really challenged. It's like Superman just being Superman the whole time and not being 
challenge like one episode of Superman the Animated where Clark Kent dies. Supposedly dies. And Superman has to figure out how to revive him or go around. Oh my god, I got that mixed up. Superman supposedly died and Clark Kent was there. So they had a whole episode dealing with that. So what have you been up to? I have no idea what you are talking about. Um, I am trying to come up with a conversation. My wife just uh, um, sent me a cryptic text message. Um, My my wife's like falling asleep, but she's got my mother-in-law carrying uh, my daughter around. So I might might hold her for a minute during the podcast. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Let me... Why can't I... Are you serious? Oh, I have to click on it. That's why. Okay. So in news... Okay, there we go. The trailer for Netflix's live-action Blazing Transfer Student Show highlights cast. So, uh, real quick, these tabs up here are not all we're going to go over. <laughs> Those are from the last podcast. I just haven't deleted them. Um, but, uh, so, enough enough here. Okay. Uh, so, Augie, why don't you go ahead? I'm, I'm not going to be able to do the show justice. I am... I've been looking forward to this. Not only is it an old OVA that has like two to four episodes back in the 80s, they re- if you read the bit of the top of it, they talk about a show called Blue Blazes. I saw this show. It's pretty much an autobiography of the creator of Blazing Transfer Student with him going through his college days trying to figure out how, how or what route to take to become either a great mangaka or an animator. Along with with his studies, you have Arino, who, who's more famous for Evangelion, and his best friend, who later, who later writes and creates One Piece. So seeing this on Netflix, I'm kind of hoping Blue Blazes will get picked up as well. That would be nice. And Do you also, see what I've, I've highlighted been... here? Director it's... of the live-action Detroit Metal City is directing the series. Ooh, ooh, this makes it even more juicy. And yeah, you got and that it, weird synergy not thing that, going Not on. that anybody cares about this, but it says all seven members of the Johnny West City, Johnny's West singing group are going to star in the series. So that's kind of an interesting concept. They take like this boy band from Japan and put all of the characters, all all the uh, the singers or whatever the the members into as the characters from our show. That's kind of an interesting concept. Um, the oh, thing yeah. I found most interesting about this real quick, I just want to say is that, um, is that Netflix is attached to this. They're doing a live action adaptation and they're doing it with a full Japanese cast or what appears at least to be a full Japanese cast. What I'm getting at is that they did a live action adaptation of death note and they adapted it to a Western audience. Whereas they're not doing that here is what I'm saying. Silence. Go <laughs> Awkward silence. What? Oh, well, sorry. What? What's your question? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I just, it got awkward. <laughs> silence. Um, let me catch up on this chat real quick. Uh, yeah, what's throwing me off is the Digimon Frontier comment. Yes, I know. I don't, trying to get to. <laughs> um, okay, I, so he I says, "I don't want my Digimon on a train." <laughs> hold on. 
Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, is that season four? Yeah. Okay. Um, he says he won. Um, old man says, "Does Moonface count as horror? It has vampires in it." Um, it again, right. it's like horror is is a rough as as we've already described. It's a rough thing. Moonface is great, by the way. English dub is fantastic. I think Monica Rial is the voice, uh, the main character. Um, really gave that character a lot of personality that I felt like. Um, I I thought it was a great choice casting wise. Um, you can technically say. Hold on. He, he so behind the scenes. FDDM has been trying to get me to um to watch Digimon Frontier because I keep starting it and stopping it because I just bored. Um. Shane says he'll rewatch both, referring to Boogie Pop and Requiem from the Darkness. Uh, Old Man says I've had Boogie Pop for years and never got around to watching it. To which I replied, "Same here." Um. And FDM says he can't budget in buying new shows, so only ones he has uh, he can participate in, unless they're on Crunchyroll slash Funimation. Cutie Honey 30 says, Requiem from the Darkness is good. Old Man says, I have one DVD, uh, I have the one DVD Requiem art box, and it came with a pencil board. It's like, does anybody even use those? Like, seriously, why do they give those to us over here? Is it just because they came, they gave them over in Japan? They're just so lame. <laughs> Nobody uses those quick, things. It's probably a quick uh, give out. It's just an easy thing to make, to but like extra. it's like with um of all things to give. Tenge? It's like a pencil cup, you know? <laughs> like what the hell was that? Or no, I think it's a puzzle. It's like a puzzle in a round, like Pringles type can. Ugh, um why? That doesn't even make sense for a show show standpoint. Right. You think they would give um, like boxing gloves or the medical tape for your hands? If I'm not mistaken, I think that there might be in the opening or ending song, there might be a puzzle motif in there somewhere or something. I don't know. but So they might have been going that route. I don't remember. It's, I would love, love to rewatch Tenjo Tenge someday. So um, let's throw that on the uh, on the future fire, you know. Um, and, okay, so FDN, I think this is going back to um, Devilman. He says, I want to watch the TV so that I can watch the better version last. Um and FDDM also agrees with what Dua said regarding Higurashi doing horror right. But horror anime as a whole is generally very weak for giving fright slash creepiness. Um, context, shows that are not that scary can really give that creep. Um, I saw Perfect Blue when I was... It wasn't even Perfect Blue. I think I watched Lane and it had a trailer for Perfect Blue that played before the movie. And I was like... I'd been up for like 60 hours or something. It's a crazy long time. And uh, it gave me the worst like nightmares um, because of the song that plays in the, uh, it, it was a really, I, I like woke up in a panic um, that night. It was really weird. Um, almost done catching up. Hold on. So he says, I already lost where I was. Oh, here, here. Uh, Red Garden is horror. Yeah, I get the joke. Um, Red Garden, Red Garden is a is a fun show. I, it's not scary. Like I, like we just have to when it comes to horror anime, as we said, you got to have it's kind of a broad spectrum, and it's not necessarily scary. It's more like yeah. dreadful, or you know, you're just watching characters in terrible situations. Um, Shiki is best horror anime. Nightwalker. What was okay, that musical so what about, that got like a big resurgence like two years ago? Go 
Something to do with France. Say that again. Start over. What was that musical that got like a re, like a huge resurgence two years uh, ago? Les Mis. Les Miserables. I think that had like a shoujo anime back in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. That's you think someone would stream that, but yeah, well, that well. would be that would be really funny. They should have. They it's kind of a missed opportunity. Um, all right. So he's so. Regarding Higurashi Kai, yeah, sure, we can put it off. Uh, like I said, we, we're going to kind of like break away from the idea of needing to be stuck with the Halloween aspect of things. So we can just, we'll put off Higurashi for a while. Um, and I don't know. It'll, it'll be a couple, yeah, so we, we're going to put it off for a while. Uh, and what about Digimon Frontiers? Like, if I have time, I'll get to it, all right? Um, I, I, obviously, I've got to get through this other stuff first, but this should be pretty quick. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put it, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to the top of the queue for you. Um, and then I'll go on to what's season five called? I was uh, Data Squad. Data Squad. Okay, yeah. So that's all right. Um, yeah. So I'll move. I'll move it to the top of the queue. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm on like the last three comments here. You said I second that comment about Moonface being great. I wanted more though. Yeah, the wash pans falling at random were amazing. Yes, they were. Moonface was a poor joke, according to old man. He says I did love that show, although. I have it in art box and thin pack. It's funny that you say that. Because I also have it in art box and oh this isn't a thin pack. I got the thin oh, yeah. pack. This is the one I've been wanting to own. <laughs> I purposely waited. Why you want to own that? That's the Viridian collection. Yeah, I purposely wanted to own this copy of it of all. I just Why? like the aesthetic. The I like the cover I like and how the, it looks. Uh, I like the art box. I, I could do without this one. I bought this one new from Funimation, and then he shipped it to me damaged. I should have replaced yeah. it. But I love this show. It was a great show. Um, anyway, so the last comment. Dang it. Now you guys keep commenting. <laughs> uh, yeah, horror can work in anime, but it just doesn't translate in anime a lot of time that he's seen it. Uh, the same way you said anime can't get live action because some elements don't translate to live action. I think it works in reverse for anime and horror. I disagree. I think that um, I think that there are definitely a lot of really great <clears throat> horror anime out there that really treat things dreadfully. It's just that it's difficult um, to bond with a cartoon character. Like I don't, I'm not bonded with any of the characters in Higurashi. You know, like it's it's you know when it comes to horror, you have to empathize with people, you know, um, you have to be able to put yourself in those shoes. And the thing about anime is that they take things so far that you, it separates that connect. Um, my two cents that with cracker horror. Fantasy is a horror. Apparently the comment says that I'm a little baffled by it. I can Oops. see reading the back. I can see how you're saying that, but let's, uh, uh let's get on the two other articles we're going to talk about. And then we can return to the horror, uh, Okay. Discussion. Okay. How about that? All right. So Outbreak and Company. All right. Outbreak Company is finally releasing the novel series over here. I am happy for this. One, I like the show. Two, I'm glad to hear that there's more coming out so I can further enjoy this. Since the show didn't really end end, but end at a point for it might can come back and continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I know absolutely nothing about this. I feel like I've heard Outbreak Company. I feel like I've heard the title of that before, but I know absolutely nothing about this. Well, I know you heard it here. before. I 
It was one of my grabs. Yeah. Um, Pat Labor slash Birdie's Masaki Yuki ends Disu uh, X Komi manga. So, news. <laughs> you have anything to say? Creator I'm, of Pat Labor and Birdie the Mighty has ended a manga that I'd never heard of. Disu. I um, I like this guy. I've, he's uh, like he said, Birdie the Might, Mighty, and a bit of Pat Labor, and also the recent Adam the Beginning. I like this news because he's finally finishing manga he's starting. Like mm-hmm. with Birdie the Mighty, Decode, he he went through like this hell of trying to get it get that manga finished and had to go to three to four different companies to get it published. Mm-hmm. So hearing him finish another series, maybe it means a Birdie the Mighty sisterhood, possibly. Maybe. That is the more awesomely sweet Adam the beginning. With all the nose pinching aside. All right, back to you. I cannot. Yeah, I cannot believe how bad my mouse is. Okay, so that's the last article. That's the last main article we wanted to bring up. Um, before we jump back into discussions about horror, do you guys want to? Do you want to talk about um, AWA anymore? Now that now that we've got Duo um, back to sleep and all that. <laughs> I didn't mention the worst thing about AWA. I do not know much about this guy, but this the panel I went to, I go to his every every now and then because it's a the panel is something different. B there's nothing to do. But oh my god, the sterile rock guy cannot deliver a panel. <laughs> The panel I went to was over-the-top deaths. Okay, one, I'm there to see something not real. Two, it's over-the-top. It's not going to be real. It's not going to be factual. I want to see explosion. I want to see someone poke someone and they die somehow. I want to see someone happily walk along, then fall in a hole to death. So how he, for, how he formatted this panel... It's him talking briefly, then showing, then over-exaggerating something that really shouldn't be exaggerated as much. Okay. The panel could have gone better if he would just played a stream, stream of different deaths with slight commentary in between, and through going going from one show to another, just kind of have have like a pop-up video aesthetic of what the show is, show is, then just kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, best way to describe the horror in anime, back to that topic. Um, I'm okay, used to well, 80s. But... Hold on. Real quick. I want to address two things. This mouse, man, is just killing me. I want to address two quick things about horror. So um, somebody brought up a great point. Old man said... Uh, well, let me read this one. I mean, it's hard to find. Right. Yeah. Uh, so old man said, I think the roots of anime horror is based in Japanese culture. It's not all about blood and gore. Um, yeah. A lot of Japanese horror is based on um, like ghost stories and stuff. And to be fair, we now we're talking about anime not being horrific or scary, uh, but a lot of Japanese 
stories have gone on to become really terrifying horror movies, so to speak, in America, like adaptations, including The Ring, The Eye, The Grudge, you know, movies like that. And I think actually The Eye is not Japanese. I think that might be... Um, that's a really horrifying movie, by the way. But the the original one, I think, it might be Korean and not not Japanese. But um, that's so that's a good point. And I just want to bring up. Um, I looked up real quick on Anime Planet. I looked up the tag for horror, and my God, the number of things that they put in here as horror is because it's again, it's such a weird um, when it comes to the realm of anime. Such a bizarre, like things get thrown in there that shouldn't be. For instance, uh, Attack on Titan is considered horror, and it's like. Okay, I guess it's more. It's obviously more action than horror, right? It's like because it's a it's a mixture of stuff. Helsing is in here. Parasite is in here. Higarashi, I feel, is rightfully in here. Knights of Sidonia. I don't really think about that as horror. The first three you mentioned, because of how they demonstrate the monster being a threat, that would be considered a horror. Technically, mm -hmm. Godzilla is considered but horror. Yeah, I, that's funny. I was just about to say that. Um, um, you kind of stole a little bit of what I was about to say. I am a fan okay, of like okay. 80s horror with the gore and guts. Gives you like this like, unnatural uh, thrill. Friday the 13th? You mean like 80s? When you say 80s horror, do you mean like th like slasher films? Slasher or like, films. You know, like that kind of horror? Like like yeah. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, those kind of things? Yes, I saw Chucky. <laughs> Chucky is a comedy. Uh yeah, I did. So I was gonna say. <laughs> I think the seventh one went. I think the seventh Chucky this year had like a straight to video release. Yeah, I, there's one. Um, every time I go to the grocery store, uh, at the front of the cashier, they're selling one of the because it's like October, so they're selling the the straight to DVD one. Um, for anime though, if you look back in the 1920s to, we're not going to say 50s, but. 20s to 40s horror that's where it's more suited as it builds the hammer up the hammer horror like um, hammer is 60. okay so what's what's the what which what are you referring to then what you first mentioned friday the 13th aliens no you said okay that was 80s then you talked yeah. about 30s and 40s a second ago and i asked if that was yeah the hammer. they build hammer does pay homage to it Right. The the what are the what are those called? They call them the something monster universal monsters? Because Universal, universal Studios. Monsters is twenties to thirties. Technically the last universal yeah, monster so would be Jaws. Mummy, Mummy uh Mummy, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dracula, Werewolf, Dracula, Werewolf. Hunchback, right. technically the Invisible Man. If you want to uh, we can we can make that just a whole nother podcast if you want. I'm I'm actually not. I've never sat down and watched Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street. I I I know all of this stuff only through pop culture. The the fact that it is it permeates other things. That's all I know. Yeah, fair enough. Oh yeah, I did see uh, it. The well, other I need, day. Can, before you get it, I just want to address. FDM says Augie just mentioned the paranoia. He's trying to say paranoia agent stuff. That he, uh, what did you, what did I, I know you brought it up before? All you said was that you couldn't afford, you couldn't drop four hundred bucks, uh, you know, at oh, the drop I, of a hat. I mentioned to watch earlier it. that when I bought it, it was just twenty. It was just twenty. Okay, yeah, it was twenty. Um, and it wasn't new. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. So, and then Shane says Samurai Horror Tales is a great one based on Japanese folklore. I love uh, Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales. And part three, The Goblin Cat, is a um, was spun off into Mononoke. So that's pretty cool. But back to the 30s, 40s. Yeah. They, uh, they tend to build more of the atmosphere. It does have that huge downfall of we're going to have this hour-long movie, but five minutes has the monster at the end. The 50s is more guilty of that. That's kind of like how they handled um, the f when Ridley Scott made the first Alien movie. Yeah. Which, strangely... Quick oh, side note. Oh, isn't oh, it? Oh, go ahead. Uh, quickly get this out of the way. Um, discotheque regarding uh, beautiful dreamer they only have the rights to beautiful dreamer not the rest of ursayatsura and regarding uh what fddnm sent to me he asked he asked a question about two wikipedia articles one on paranoia agent and also mermaid forest mermaid Ooh, forest. okay i'm gonna step out of the room for just a second but keep talking i can hear you um what happened was for those two entries, entries, for some reason, Discotech's name was mentioned as a licensor. I confirmed to them, I asked them about this, and they confirmed to me that they, didn't, they did not have the license and someone was just pulling a prank. So that debunks the, uh, the other two out of three Discotech questions. The other one was the Cybuster P to C change, and to okay. refresh that question, they changed it to P because the, the Japanese, Japanese wanted it. That was, a, that was a demand. That was a demand. About it. Okay, wait, real quick. Just throwing this out there. We should watch Mermaid Forest in the future. First, I need to finish if, getting well, it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to get. I mean, maybe right. I should have thought. Anyway, so you want to talk about it? I haven't seen it. Haven't even seen the original it. But I have seen the uh, Nostalgia Critic video on the original it or whatever it is. So. Let's see. So this would technically be version three of it. And because what they the don't advertise. The hmm? Meaning that the first one is the book, the second one is the movie with Stephen Curry, and the third one is the, the most recent one? No, no, no. The first one with Tim Curry, the second one some other uh, TV special, and the third okay. one being what was just released. Okay. I'm I'm afraid of reading his books. I'm afraid it's just going to be too long and drawn out. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> the only the only reason I would ever give to read um, one of Stephen King's books is because of the uh, connections. Not really. What's the right word? The, there's homages to his work in Silent Hill, and that's no, the only reason I'd be interested in his books. But they're actually, I, I think, the references are actually to the to the TV series made out of his books for the Langoliers. I've no, I'm not familiar with that one. I would probably read his adventure books, but that's, that's still a long shot. Anyway, uh, my thoughts on it, on the recent it, which what they don't advertise to you is that they're doing it in two, two parts, one for the, for when they're children and the other one when they're adults. The child actors were fine. How they delivered the clown is 
can't forget seeing the clown. However, Tim Curry was a lot more hilarious in the role for my two cents. There's this blood bath scene that I kind of like how, how it was released into this room and how the children resolved that whole incident. How they resolved it made it much more. <laughs> that's fine because I'm not spoiling it for anyone yeah. except for those who have watched the movie. How they resolved it was awesome because you see them, you see these friends become more closer as friends. Um, they did pay homage to the battery acid in reference to what you saw from the nostalgia critic review, but they don't use it to defeat him the first time. Uh, it's worth a watch. It is not scary. It is interesting. Uh, if you see is, the guy, is the guy who plays the clown that same Anyone? guy who was in Gotham as the Joker? I I don't know. I don't like it. Up. Sadly, I don't like Gotham. You have you watched it? Like, it I've, it? I've watched season one and two. I wish Fish Mo I wish Will Smith's wife would do something I, else. I wish that she wasn't in it at all. I hate yeah. her. Uh, she's not. I don't think she's a great actor the at all. Penguin is a great actor. Which one? The Penguin? The yeah. Penguin. I really like the Penguin. The Riddler was interesting, but I lost interest in the show for him to develop. Seeing the Balloon Man was funny. I have nothing to say about Ginger Joker. I thought the, the kid who played the Joker was great. I, you know, it's funny. Um, somebody brought this up one time. Um, wait, hold on. What's the... What's the clown's name? In it's Pennywise, Pennywise right? Pennywise. Okay, so yeah. Bill, Bill Skarsgård. What was he in? Because right, he looks familiar. Never did make up on the clown. Really did. Really did a good, a good job. job on it. Huh? Yeah, I thought it was the kid from Gotham, but I guess not. Yeah, they did a they did a decent job. I mean. And apparently he's filming Moomins in the Winter Wonderland. Hmm. Small ah, world. Okay, so Maybe we'll finally get a... Them. It looks like... Uh, anyway, back to this mouse band. I, I'm going to use the trackpad. <laughs> um, okay, so... Totally lost track of everything we are talking about. Um, uh, if you guys are well. curious, I recently saw Spider-Man Homecoming and... Um, Terminator Genesis. Terminator Genesis was so much better than people made it out to be. Have not had that, that much fun watching five. a movie in a long time. What? Was that Terminator 4 or Terminator 5? Okay. So Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, um, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis. So that should be the fifth one. And then there's Salvation also Sir Connor Chronicles. Like. Which one? I didn't like Salvation. Salvation. That's the one with, with Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the worst part of it. <laughs> No, you're right. He is. But I actually really liked that one because it wasn't really about him. It was about um, Sam Worthington's character. And I thought that I thought that him and the kid they had, uh, rest in peace, who played Kyle Reese, uh, that guy from Star Trek that unfortunately died recently, or like last year, um, I thought that they, they were both fantastic together. And if you've ever seen Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is one of the most underrated, although unfortunately accurately um, 
criticized for how terrible the CG is. Great show. Fantastic show once you get to a certain point. Uh, the beginning is kind of slow, but um, Terminator lore-wise, it gets really interesting. Um, and I just thought that I thought that they treated Genesis, the, the plot behind it, in a interesting and sophisticated way. There was some stuff that they were like kind of jumping the shark a little bit with where they um, – they had um, John Connor in the future get turned into like a hybrid digitized. It, it was bizarre, but it was it was a really fun watch. And I didn't think that Amelia Clark um, was going to be a phenomenal Sarah Connor, but her opposite Jai Courtney was actually like a. They had a good. Uh, um, they had a chemistry that was fun to watch. Like they they played off each other really well. Um, and I I'll, I'll just say. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, I did not like Spider-Man in Captain America um, Civil War. I thought when the trailers popped up for that, I thought, oh, this looks great. I love what they did with the eyes. Same response everybody had, right? I'm not a huge Marvel fanboy or DC. I don't really care about comics, but I grew up knowing these characters, and I, I can enjoy them, right? Um, I love the old Spider-Man cartoon that used to be on um, Kids WB or whatever. But uh, I... You meant to say I, Fox... You was it Fox? Yeah, Fox. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Whatever the kids, kids shows, uh, kid channel. So when it came to um, Spy or, uh, Captain America Civil War, in the trailers, I thought, huh, you know, I like the direction they're taking the Spider-Man. I feel like he's, uh, I feel like they're doing, they're doing something different. And they're doing something that I felt captured the spirit of Spider-Man way better. And then when I saw the movie... I thought the guy just wouldn't shut up and it was like overkill. It was in your face so much that it was annoying. And I really thought that Spider-Man Homecoming was going to be the same way. But I do think it, it was probably the best Spider-Man film they've made so far. And I'm really interested by that because I thought it was interesting that they made so they took so many liberties with the source material and changing the story. Um, wise decision not to show the uh, him getting bit by the spider again. A very wise decision there to just skip over that whole aspect because that is such a pain in every superhero movie to have to see the origin story retold. Um, but uh, uh, I thought that I thought they somehow pulled it off, and I, I had a good time at least while I watched it. I don't think it was spectacular, but um, I did think it uh, outperformed the Tobey Maguire one, which I was not expecting at all. I didn't think I was going to have a better time watching this one than that one. Um, anyway, so I wonder um, how many times I saw that in theaters. Which one? Tobey Maguire one? No. Uh, the Homecoming? Homecoming. How many? Three times in theaters. Two regular death, one in IMAX. 3D. <laughs> was, there, did you, was there a reason behind seeing it that many times? or? Um... One, I thought it was a good movie. Two, okay. there's other friends that wanted to go see it with some other people. Fine, I'll join them. Mm-hmm. Some uh, some for some weird reason when Doctor Strange was out, I saw that twice in theaters and didn't have to pay once. Sorry, say that last part about Doctor Strange. Did I saw say? it twice and I didn't have to uh, pay for it once. Yeah, yeah, that's I why I asked you. In. That's that's why I asked you if there was a story behind you seeing it so many times because I wasn't sure if if it was just one of because I've had movies where it's like yeah like I saw Speed Racer like six times in theaters and it's like I just I just happened to be in a situation where I ended up keep keep going I, it was worth it I I was thrilled every single time but this is one of those things that's why I was asking so okay. um 
FDDNM said uh, he's got eight, or this is a while ago. He said this. He had 18 minutes till he has to sleep, and he wanted to ask me if I had seen slash don't own some of his favorites, so he can push me to watch what I what uh, what I don't own. And so he listed out Baca and Test, Code Geese, Lime Barrels of Iron, and Mayo Cheeky. Um, I the only one of those I actually have is Code Geese. Um, I I've heard of all the others except for Mayo Cheeky. I don't think I've. Well, that doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> Maybe it's just because you wrote it in all caps. Well, for me, well, for me, I own all four of what okay, he just so, said. Um, I ha I've been meaning to pick up Baca and Test um, because I want to have something to go between Baki the Grappler and um, it, what's the other one I have there? Bacano, I guess. Because uh, I used to have Baki Monogatari, and I tweeted out this picture where it looked so awkward being stuck in between them, but I, mo I moved that to M from Onogatari where the rest of the series is. Um, I should put it under O for... Uh, on what, is this? what is that guy's name? No, not O. Is it S? Or N. Nisio Eason. Uh, the author. I should put it under N. Anyway. Uh... Um, Kitty Honey Thirty says, "I like this that series, Sarah Connor Chronicles. I mainly watched the series because of the girl who played River on Firefly. That is Summer Glau. That's her name, um, and uh, she's great. But I thought I really liked um, Stephanie Jacobson, who played the Asian girlfriend of um, Derek Reese, who had the Australian accent from Battlestar Galactica." Um, I, I really liked her character, and I also really liked Derek Reese. And I thought they'd. No, I'm not going to ruin the series. I really want to. I really want to tell my favorite part of the series, but I can't because it'll it'll ruin the ending. Uh, unfortunately, the series the series ends on this amazing moment, and then um, they didn't renew it for the next season. So, but I don't I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Um, saw the news about Arnold, Linda Hamilton, and Cameron coming back for. Oh, that'd be interesting. Another. Um, now Terminator Seven. Okay. I keep hearing that they're that they're not going to go through it. Now I'm hearing that they are going to go through it. Until I see a trailer, I can't really trust who says what. Well, um, something that's interesting. I mean, since we're talking about Terminator, I'll just say that um, obviously the third one is a huge disappointment, um, which is kind of sad because I actually really like the actor they chose to play, um, John Connor. Uh, in other stuff, I think he's good. I didn't. I, I don't want to say he was bad as John Connor, but it just it, it felt kind of like he was a fish out of water in that. Like it just it didn't. The established setting of John Connor didn't fit him, um, and it was really awkward showing future Nick Stahl uh, with the scar on his face. It just looks so out of place. But um, I will say that um, the interesting thing that they did is they've got Terminator One, great movie. Terminator Two, phenomenal movie. Terminator Three runs the whole franchise into the ground. Then Sarah Connor Chronicles comes out and they invalidate Terminator three. Um, by what they do, this is, this is a really interesting thing they did in, in the Sarah Connor Chronicles universe is that Terminators are continually being sent back, uh, because they failed that first mission, um, in Terminator one, right. To kill, um, Sarah Connor. Terminator 2, they failed to kill John Connor. So in Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, they're, they're just, they keep sending Terminators back in time, and they're sending them back in time not only to hunt the Connors, but also to um, to speed up Skynet's development, 
right? Uh, which is something that's an aspect that they actually took forward into Terminator Genesis, which is interesting. Um, but what they did in Sarah Connor Chronicles is that um, the machines being sent back are looking for John Connor and Sarah Connor the way that they look at a certain time in history. So they go and they get into a time machine um, that they explain. I don't, I'm not going to get into detail on how the time machine got there, but that's all explained. They use the time machine to jump forward like 10 or 20 years or something so that, um, so that the Terminators that are looking for them are looking for them in there, which would be at that point how they look when they're older. And it's just, they jump, they literally jump over the events of like Terminator 3. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's how they handle it. And it totally invalidated. It was, it was amazing. Um, Ethereum says, Mayo Cheeky is freaking yes. Um, I got the fridge magnet with the first Baca and Test limited edition. Uh, do I have, is this a zombie? No, I don't. I don't have that. Um, Augie, you got that too. I get it. Uh, mm -hmm. Wait a second. My friend is selling a copy of my cheeky because he need money. Okay, cool. Um, clear note to play. You haven't even no, I haven't watched Code Geese. I've been meaning to. I I just I've I've seen like the first two episodes when it first aired. When it when it came out was around the time where um, I like most people who are who are big into anime now. Um, back in that time, it was when when it was all about fan subs and and picking up like the Hong Kong bootlegs. Uh, my friend was watching Code Geass through fan subs while it was airing in Japan, and he showed it to me, and he, he pointed out something that's such a bizarre thing. Now that Code Geass has fully come out, and it's it's been critically acclaimed for all the stuff that it does, it's weird that this is the thing that was pushed on me, is the fact that they order Pizza Hut in every episode. Um, that was such a bizarre thing. Um, but yeah, that's, so I've seen like two or three episodes of it. Um, I know I've seen at least the first episode and it didn't grasp, it didn't grasp me when I watched it, but I would like to sit down and watch it in English and, and check it out. Uh, okay. And it comes last factor when you're, now you keep saying, uh, da, 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 da. is that like in reference to the uh, Teen Titans go tooth no. fairy? That's okay. me reading. That's me reading without reading out loud. Oh, he says, I don't know if Rom, okay. Why are you bringing up rom-coms? What? When did this? All the stuff that he's listed so far, except for Code Geass. Let me re let me reread our rom-coms. Let me just reread that because could be. Line barrels of iron, Mayo Chiki, Baka and Tess, and Code Geass. Okay, only two out of the four were that. So scratch that. He says, "I I don't know if rom-coms are less effective when you are in a successful relationship." compared to being single like me. So you're saying that you enjoy rom-coms more when you're single? Well, why not? Or you feel like like they're... I don't know. I mean, I guess... Let me put it this way. I guess, I'll, I'll guarantee you this. You definitely watch different types of rom-coms when, rom when you're single. Um, because some of the stuff I've sat down and watched with my wife, I just want to blow my brains out how bad they are. Um, but other ones I've enjoyed. Like um, Marmalade Boy was fun. Um... We have Love Complex. We haven't, haven't started that yet. I had to sit down and watch Maid Sama, which was just freaking horrible, um, in my opinion. Aww. I hated sitting there watching that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't care for that one. So, um, Eat a Kiss, do you have that? I have Eat a Kiss, don't I? H, E, F, G. I just rearranged everything, so it's all in a weird place. Starts with an I. I understand that. H, H. Here, it's over 
yes, I do have it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we should probably, uh, unless we want to go back and talk about horror some more, we should probably try to wrap things up. I think I said my part and that a lot of animes tends to set up the atmosphere and mood for something eerie, then deliver the shock of something jumping and scaring at you. Well, if I'm just looking through this list of things that are considered horror, I'm sure I'll be able to find something that I'll be like, yes, that I would consider horror, but I don't see anything. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Just a, It's just like every version of Higurashi and um, uh, Attack on, on Titan just keeps popping up. Well, there's one that Pet Shop of Horrors again. It's like nothing. I've never. I don't. I'm sure I've seen something that was just like I was legitimately in dread watching it, and it gave me that horror feeling. Um, but the thing is that that horror that's done well in the United States is usually done well because of sound design, and I don't feel like anime horror has the same treatment to it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly I've, been, I've enjoyed the hell out of things that are considered horror, such as Mermaid Forest, but I just haven't I haven't felt that that distinct dread that you ex that you are in America we uh, expect to accompany horror. Let's say Toko don't, get me, that. don't get me wrong when I say this, but the creator of Mermaid Forest, the main plot flaw that I see, Mermaid which I still find it enjoyable. Typically, it's the one person who wants to stay how he is tends to be the survivor as the other people who want to eat the mermaid skin and become immortal are the ones that brutally die. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, again, this is an example of, Mermaid Force is an example of a show that sets up a universe and sets up these different rules in the universe and utilizes them well. You know, I yeah. thought it was so interesting how there was that woman who, um, who would cut off her face and swap faces because she was immortal. And it's like, you're putting yourself through this horrific pain, you know, but it's, it was a really, it was a really awesome thing. So I just want to say real quick, I saw something. So something that I would consider, um, something that gave me dread, but not for the same reason that horror should give you dread shadow star, Naruto, for sure. That was horrific to watch. It was, it was mm -hmm. awful. Like just, such a disgusting feeling in the pit of your stomach watching it just because of how cruel the people in it are. A lot of anime horror oh, is that okay. it's literally just a person dealing with really shitty people. Yeah, kind of like toxic Avenger or any movie set in trauma. You have like this hyper reality of violence that someone has to deal with. I'm, I'm noticing an anime called chainsaw made. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, have you heard of this? A while it's back like a, it looks like claymation. Yeah, it's a claymation thing. Wait a minute. This has come out in America. The picture that they have on anime planet. Oh my God, it has come out. I'm getting this right now. Where's the region though? Is this region one? I don't know. I can't tell. The cover is one of those things where it's written in English and in Japanese. 
I've got to see oh, this. Oh, I have seen this. You've seen it for sale in America? Well, I some random reason I seen this like I don't know why, but on television at one point, every now and then someone will post this like on Facebook. I'm gonna look for it on eBay because I don't want to spend the price on Amazon. I guarantee they've got one in stock and somebody else is buying it on Amazon right now. <laughs> nope, no copies on eBay. Getting the Amazon one. They chose like this really weird font for it. Well, it's um it's claymation. The font was built they fabricated the font. Oh no 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 no! Not on the, not on the so, not on the DVD not box. On the DVD. I'm talking about like the listing for it. For some reason, they like chose this. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like all capital. Enforced, not not that it's capitalized, but it's like an enforced spacing, and I'm, and it gives like yeah. this weird illusion on made that that the that the A and I are like out of place, even though there's. Looking yeah. at it straight across, it's the same. Yeah, Malice at Dolls considered horror. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not seeing anything mm -hmm. that I... Maybe I should switch it. I'll filter it by things I've watched. That'll help this. That way I, that way I will know. Gotta be kidding me. Come on. Okay, so... Um, my list watched. Watching. Want to watch. Dropped. Ugh. Okay, apply filters. Let's see what. Okay, so Attack on Titan, Higurashi, Mononoke, Perfect Blue, Knights of Sidonia, Hell Girl. I don't. I don't feel like Hell Girl was horror. I mean, it, it dealt with like dark aspects, but I, Devil May Cry. You really? That's that's about as horror as like the no, Giver. That's, that's more action. Giver is horror. <laughs> I'm not not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you, well, I get, I get, I, it was a bad choice. Censored, but I was thinking about the Funimation one. Yeah, that one's censored. So apparently, Interlude is a uh, really? horror anime. Oh. Soul Tankers horror, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a Devilman variant. Have you ever seen Judge? Yes. yes I still I have. have this listed as want to watch. I've seen this. This is great. I need to fix that. Anyway, it's, it's um, so I think we should... violated episode though. It's it's I, it's such a fun show. Okay, um, let me just um. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Okay, not so easy to find dreadful horror series behind Higurashi. Higurashi. See, I'll, I'll just say this: the best. The, the best version of, if you want to consider Higurashi to be, to be Japan's horror, in that American horror gives you a sense of dread, but it's a different kind of sense of dread than Japanese horror gives you. If we want to use Higurashi as that pinnacle of Japanese horror in that sense of dread, um, I think that the best series outside of Higurashi to give you that is Ichi the Killer. But the problem is 
that it's the live action Ichi the Killer that gives you that dread, not the anime Ichi the Killer. So, yeah, and uh, Cutie Honey 30 says, Shadow Star Naruto was hard to watch. Oh my god, I, they just kept escalating it, and I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. I I couldn't believe it. It was it was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. Everything that was happening, I just I could not believe that those that those people were so shitty. You know, and I just it it's scary to think. You know, there's things in Japan like there's like a um, in Japan people don't really do that like confess their love to you kind of thing that they do in anime. There's a lot of stuff in anime that is that Western just get in their head like, okay, yeah, this is how things are in this other culture. And a lot of it's not true. Not true at all, right? Um, with Shadowstar Narutaru and, and a lot of other anime, there's just like those those people that the main character has to interact with, and they're bullies. But they're not just bullies. They're like super mega ultra bullies, and they're horrifyingly bad. Um, they like will literally cut you, you know? Like they're just awful people. Um, and they they torture you and and just do awful things you, I just, they kept escalating i couldn't believe it this is a horrifying show um okay so let me just catch up with the chat and then we should uh probably wrap this up i think we've been caught up with the chat well um, no, there's just like a couple more that popped up i'm just going to catch up right here give that one. one i've been i don't know where this in for a long time is where, blood sea well i've got no look fdm he said give me that waifu Oh, I, I missed the previous one. He said they they contain rom com in their genres, so that's why I'm thinking that maybe you might not find them as good. I wouldn't know because you don't yearn for love. Oh, I get it. I get what you're saying. Thanks, goddamn, give me that one. Okay, I get it. Um, do rom coms usually have a? I the whole waifu thing just doesn't does not make sense to me in general. I don't get it. I don't get what people are. I feel like. It, it feels like a big inside joke that I'm not part of, you know, the whole waifu yeah. culture. I don't get it. I, do, I don't get it all. I've never seen a character that really made me feel like, uh, like this person was quote unquote waifu material. Um, when I think of what people say, this is their waifu is literally like, this is my favorite female anime character. That's literally just the translation I get. You know, here's my, my waifu hair. I was like, Oh, so here's your top five favorite female anime character. You know, that's what I get from that. I don't, is it more than that? You know, I don't get it. So, yeah, um, this is fantasy magic can happen to you. <laughs> old man says code geese reminds me of death note. Yeah. Bull, my best waifu. Um, you have OP protagonist, <laughs> who has control over life and death in different ways, both believing they're in the right, sacrificing lives in the process. That's easy. Uh, search. When I search M-A-L, my anime list, the top one on the list was Pet Shop of Horrors. I reviewed that. Do you, again, it's like... It's that does really not, good. Yeah. Okay, it... Again, no. Like, this, is, this, is, this is such a weird, triggering, frustrating thing to talk about. Pet Shop of Horrors, yes. It's a horror aspect that's kind of in that realm, but it's not, it doesn't give you that dread or that horror, you know? Like, it's, it's yes, bizarre. It yes, it does. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Maybe we should rewatch it. Hey, um, maybe we should rewatch it. I think that all I've left to say for the podcast, I'll see what you guys have to say then. A Divergence Eve has bubbly fun opening, then later on in the show, people get eaten alive. Huh. That's fun. I love like Asian horror movies. The Tale of Two alive, Sisters is good. What, what's your favorite Asian uh, horror? Um, 
I've been really wanting to rewatch this, but Suicide Club. I haven't seen that. My favorite, if you consider it, is definitely E.G. the Killer. I think it's one of the best movies, hands down, ever made. Um, but uh, I really like The Eye. Um, I, one I, I'll know. come back to this sometime. I know I've got something that I really liked, but... One I would love uh, to see, and thank God Criterion re-released it, is House. House? House. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, the front cover looks like a big, giant, orange fox bear thing with its mouth open. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Anyway, um, all right, well, I think we should wrap up. Um, do we have anything we want to say to wrap up or should I just reiterate what we're going to be doing for next podcast? Uh, yeah, I do the reiteration. Okay. So just to reiterate, we will be watching Boogie Pop Phantom. It is incredibly easy to obtain. In the description, I have provided links that will get you not just the show, but also boxes that also contain the movie. Um, and we're also going to be watching this devil man. All right. Uh, I think our final thoughts for uh, Death Parade is it's a we found it enjoyable. Give it a watch. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed watching it. It's the first time for the podcast that I I actually fit like because the podcast is every two weeks. I finished it. I actually finished the final episode in the hospital um, after my daughter was born. Which, by the way, I'm gonna go get her real quick. Oh well, let's see. Hearing that, hearing from you guys that this is a horror, I have more intrigue to watch this now. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, here's my copy of Devil Man. My Devil Man. Ooh, and this does contain two movies, and the second Which one also ref was also parody parodied in reference, and this what we watched a few podcasts ago, the Go Nagai World. Say something, AC. I'm right here. Can barely see her. <laughs> She's a burrito blanket. She's a week and a day old right now. Anyway. Um what were you saying was you you were eager to watch because you you said it, you people had said it was horror? All right. Augie. What was it? I'm you just said it. I heard you I on the. Okay. I'll rewatch oh, yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, did I mention anything about Puppet Princess? That's something I reviewed. Which one's Puppet Princess? That's the one. Uh, that's the. This is what yeah, the cover looks like. Yeah, that's a great anime. Oh, really yeah. Fun. There's another the, one. There's the another one called Fantasy. Shamanic Princess. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All uh, right. Yeah, Shamanic Princess is right here in the old, in the good old U.S. manga core. Hard that was made by thoughts. Clamp, right? Yep. Six Thank episodes. you, old man. I definitely, I definitely feel lucky to have her. And it was re-released by. Uh, Anime work slash media blasters. Yeah, I have both versions of that shamanic princess. 
anyway, guys, um, thank you for stopping by again. Um, I will see you. What do we? It was October nineteenth. Yeah, I'll see you guys on the nineteenth, and uh, we're gonna watch again Boogie Pop Phantom and Devil Man. All right. Catch you next time. Catch you later. <laughs>